The mission of Pardon Me is to inform, motivate, and most importantly, humanize individuals who have made mistakes but have received gubernatorial and presidential pardons. Pardon Me is a brand for those who support second chances. Pardon Me Podcast, where every episode is designed to bring guests into your living room, car, or wherever you listen to your podcast at, to share their stories of perseverance and success. Every guest of the Pardon Me Podcast has successfully served their time in prison and have received a formal pardon through either the gubernatorial or presidential process. Our goal is to use their stories to inform, motivate, and inspire you, our audience. I'm your host, Joshua Johnson, former inmate number 305178 founder of the Pardon Me brand, and I'm always happy to be joined by my good friend Cam Beach, hanging out in the Pardon Me corner, which today on this episode is sponsored by Eastside and Beyond LLC. What's going on with you, Cam Beats? I'm glad to be a part of this episode, post the national holiday of Cam Beats Day. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like you had a good time, too, man. Yes. I, I hate we missed it, man. 50 years. Man, 50. 50. Years. 50. That's, yes. that's a blessing, man. Yes. That's a blessing. So um, we start things off every interview. Uh, introducing our guests and reading the opening paragraph from their original pardon from the governor of the state. And it reads, To all whom these presents come, whereas Jock L. Phoenix, date of birth, September 14, 1973, was convicted on September 25, 1996, of one count of possession with intent to deliver controlled substance, cocaine, in violation of sections 961.16 and 961.41, and 961.48 of the Wisconsin Statutes, Milwaukee County Case Number 1996-CF4155, and on October 18, 1996, was sentenced to 15 years in confinement. We have Jock Phoenix as a special guest today on the Pardon Me Podcast to share in his pardoning experience. Uh, but we'd like to kick things off, putting things in context. Um, every guest, we start off with asking, what was the most significant thing that you purchased on the day of your release? Mm. My first release. What did I purchase? Oh wait, wait, this is wait, this, wait. Dun, 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 you switched it up. No, I kind of remember because um, I know my brother had when I got released because I had got released from boot camp, uh-huh. and he actually had me with a, well, gave me a lot of clothes and um. I'm trying to think what the, I didn't have to really buy too much. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what did I buy? There was nothing that you was like. It was nothing like one for. Damn, I can't remember. We stumped him already. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember I seen that when um, somebody else was on the interview. I was like, what? I seen that. And I was like, yeah. if I was to get to ask that. <laughs> so some of the things, you know, a couple of people, you know, somebody has said Jordans. Uh, one, of, one of the cats said he paid for college, right? I, I talked about I bought a car. Um the last, uh, the Don't last had episode, a Reese cup. A Reese cup. Yeah. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. So okay. something. So, so when you think it's significant, right? Um, it could be. It's significant to you. It may be insignificant to our listeners. No, you say you got some deodorant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> that was, yeah. Exactly. That was the first person. Was that? Yes, you're correct. Well, you know what? It was deodorant. That was because when I left, Milwaukee wasn't the way it is. When I now when I came home, I'm like damn. 
it's a lot of new stuff out here. You know, uh-huh. I don't, Walmart wasn't around. That's so, crazy. That's like the most yeah. consistent answer. Yeah, it wasn't around. So I remember, yeah, going in there to buy like underwears and, you know, like I said, uh, deodorant and stuff okay. like that. So, yeah, that was different. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think we, we it, it's tough. Like, and it's a, it's a great question because what we use that question really is to center the conversation. And what you really use, the, we use that question to help the audience understand because when they hear stuff, they like, this is everyday right. stuff that I buy. Like, why is it significant to mm-hmm. somebody when they've got out of prison? But there's typically stories tied to it, right? When you've been in prison, Walmart didn't exist, right? Same thing I said. Or a Reese's Cup the last episode, right? Uh, you had a Reese's Cup in months or years, right? right. So we really love to ask that question to, to really start the conversation, um, to really lay the foundation for so it. So in this stint, you... You you did all fifteen years? No 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 no. I had uh went to boot camp, so I ended up doing like five years. But if I wouldn't have went to boot camp, you know, tell them what I would have did because okay. when I went to see the parole board, right at the, at the back, they gave me a twenty four month defer, and the lady was like, "Well, you know," she basically told me she don't even like people like me. She's like, yeah, "You had a lawyer, <laughs> a paid lawyer, and this that that." So if it's up to me. You're not going anywhere. And I said, "Well." I'm trying to go to boot camps. Like, well, I suggest you do that because I'm not letting you out. Wow. Damn. Wait, and this this is this was the part was this the the parole board? Yeah, the first time I went. Wow. And they biased like that? Hey man, you know. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Let, let's keep it real. Yeah. I, I don't think, like people like you because you got your shit all together. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and I think I think if we heard more stories of people who went through parole, like you'd hear about the the challenges that they faced. With going in there, right? And you're really, you know, it's so different. I think the parole board and the pardon advisory board are so different, right? Um, the parole board is looking for reasons to not let you go. The pardon advisory board is looking for reasons to make sure you get a pardon, right? And I think we're judged when you're sitting in that parole board, in that room with the parole board. Right. Like you're judged, you're, you are 100% judged on who you were at the time you committed that crime. Um, because I believe to many of them, no matter how much time goes by, you haven't changed, right? And I went through right. the same thing. You know, it's, it's it's disheartening when you go in there because it's like y'all are judging me. You know, I was seventeen at the time. I, first time I saw a parole board, I was twenty two, and you're judging me at twenty two off of what I did at seventeen and saying come back and see us at twenty five, right? Like that's crazy. You know, so nineteen ninety six, you were what like twenty four? Nah, I was like twenty one, going on twenty two. Okay, yeah. So then, so when you saw them and they said that, then like, like how did you feel? You know, what oh, I'm saying? I was like, sick <laughs> because you know that was I never prior to that I never did time. Okay. So I was like, damn, I'm seeing everybody else going. They're like, well, you got a drug case, you ain't, you know, you ain't got no prior record like that. So they might look out for you. So when I went on, she said that to me, I couldn't believe it. So I'm like, how did you even know I had paid lawyers? <laughs> like, wow, yeah. yeah, that's that is that is messed up for them to understand. And, and yeah, to, I was and like, basically say, oh, they want you to come in with uh, with the court appointed lawyers and shit. Yeah, well, and it was. I, I, I'm wondering too how she knew that you had to pay. Right, I guess once you're on the parole, like they don't have access. Well, maybe they looked at your case. I don't. I don't know how they. Well, I had information out. Two lawyers on my case. I had fired one, and then okay. I picked up another one. So I don't know if they knew. Yeah. They had to do something, yeah. I was like, damn. Okay, here go my curveball. This is where my questions start going off track. Okay. <laughs> so what circumstances come up where you be like, I'm firing this lawyer? Like what what makes uh, that happen? Okay. 
My bad. This is like simple ass questions. This is what we do. This is a story going with this now. Now, when I before I caught the felony case, I want to say around what's this? July, May of '96. I remember. Uh, like I used to play basketball, so like, most of my guys, we all was like some high school stars. And my guys' little brothers, they had prom. King had prom, mm-hmm. and everybody met at at the, on my friend's house. For some reason, it was a whole mess of us out there. And what ended up happening is like one of our guys ended up killing somebody six months prior, mm-hmm. and they. Guys didn't do nothing. They let it like die down. Mm-hmm. So when we was all out there, they ended up shooting and killing my guy's sister and two other people I knew got shot. Mm-hmm. So I went, I had probably like an eight ball and probably $6,000 in my car. And I had my top down, but I'm like, I don't want to leave because somebody going to take my stuff. So I tried to wait around until the tape got done and somebody was like, hey, the police want to talk to you. I'm like, why? <laughs> They're like, well, you the one made the phone call. I had a burnout phone. Mm-hmm. So um, as soon as I got the, uh, came down there to talk to him, the police was walking with me and then they were like, hey, can we search your car? I was like, nah. Like, it don't got no bullets. It ain't in front right, of the house. No nothing. So he went over there anyway, looked in there, grabbed the bag and bam, now they showing me along with the homicide <laughs> like it was something I did. So Damn. I was down there for that, and then I bailed out, and they took my car. And at that time, I had an IROC. I don't know if y'all remember when that mm-hmm. was back yeah, with yeah. the Ferrari kit and all that on there. So they took that, and then when I bailed out, I'm trying to think, how did this go? Oh, I thought I was going to get the car back. So when I was trying to get it back, they was like, they suing me for it. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm like, damn. Yeah, so I went down to go see my lawyer, and I'm like, how's he suing me for the? Because the car wasn't in my name, so yeah. I thought my guy would be able to go get it. So when I went down for the second, the case when I got to 15, mm-hmm. somebody was like, hey, your car's on a lot for sale. I'm like, how's that? Like, <laughs> so I called my lawyer, and he's like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, dude, you said you was getting it back. I paid you extra. Right. So I fired him from that. I'm like, dude, okay. you, you full of you full of shit, man. <laughs> Doesn't show is. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. So I ended up the lawyer, the second lawyer I got actually was my son's cousin's. That was her uh ex. Okay. So when he was seeing what was going on with my case, he he wanted to come in and do it. But prior to that, when I first met him, he kind of was getting fed up with the system. But I guess he was like, I guess you know, like when you start off. You be thinking that whatever you doing is really for the, the system. Yeah. Then after a while, yeah. he kind of was getting burnt out with it because he was seeing that it wasn't like that. So he actually had stopped and went into construction. But when he heard what happened with me, he was like, I'll take over the case. Wait, he stopped yeah. working law and yep. got into a trade. <laughs> exclusive hey, shit. Yeah, exclusive. I always <laughs> say apprenticeship works. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was, that was, that was the alley-oop for you. I know, right? <laughs> Apprenticeship is for everyone. All right, Apprenticeship works. I'm sorry to deviate from that. that no, that's, that, cool. that's that's always stuff that I, no, that's some people don't even know. Right. You know what I'm saying? What's a good question? Because one thing I think about, like the unfortunate circumstance that you talked about, like no matter what, right? You 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 had drugs and money in your car, right? But the unfortunate unfortunate circumstance of a crime being committed, and now you're caught up in the middle of that. When when at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with you, right? right. And I think. I think that happens a lot. Uh, I, I don't know what the the statistics are behind it, um, but I think I think people getting caught up whatever lifestyle they're living, 
you know, they're, the police have that ability to be like, well, you right. know what? Hey, let me check your car. Like, let, let's just ask you questions just to be fishing, right? Um, but that, so that was, so when you got arrested for that, mm-hmm. so you, 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 you I, I want to dial back real quick before uh, we, we took a, we took a path. We started going down a path. You've been to prison three times, right? Yeah. Okay. So the first time was for, was, was this case, right? Or yeah, that yeah. was, was the one where you got 15 years? Yeah. Okay. So that, that's the one where the, the police officer found the drugs and. No, no. Nah, nah, okay. That was. Because that was less less amount of drugs. Okay. So actually, when I went in, when I caught that second case, I got set up on that, and I went in because my lawyer put in for a legal search and seizure. Okay. And they threw it out. Okay, I was going to ask if they I had, had the back same to judge. <laughs> yeah. The second time. Yeah. So the Damn. first case, so the the legal search and seizure, you won. because of what they car you won, right? But then you went back, or you you went back to the lifestyle. No, no I was I was in still in jail. Oh, you were still in jail. Yeah, so I went in. Boom, we knocked that one out. I'm like, all right, cool. I should be able to get out of this. The next one, y'all got to pay. I'm thinking I got to pay lawyer. Right. Ain't mm-hmm. nothing really finna happen. I ain't never been to prison, but I didn't really understand. That when they said I was facing ten to sixty, in my mind I'm like I'm not getting ten. I don't. Right, right, yeah. right, <laughs> right. Okay. So the so the illegal search and seizure once you get that thrown out, like I'm trying to see the significance of having the the, ju- the same judge. Mm. Basically, he's coming back or she, whoever it was, come back and see you come back in here. And say, oh, same yep. nigga. Oh, yep. so it can't be two mistakes. Right. Okay. Yeah, and then the thing is. My friend who house that was, prior to that happening, he ended up getting caught with some drugs. Okay. So it's like when he was going through it, he was like, hey, Jock, don't think you, you know it's going to be sweet. And I'm like, no, I got a lawyer. He's like, I'm telling you, don't think it's going to be like this, <laughs> like that. And I'm like, I, I wasn't trying to hear him. I'm like, I'm getting five. I'm thinking I'm getting five years. Nobody told me this. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> so he going in there. And get ten years, and I'm like, damn, well, that ain't gonna be me. Man, <laughs> I'm flashing back. I'm flashing back to that time period because you know, back then, Nicolette girls and King girls. That's that's you know, that was top tier girls and shit. You know, yeah. But niggas like Jock was pulling up in an IROC. Yeah, yeah. And I was on a bus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's whack, dog. Y'all was I'm kind of hating on. <laughs> So go ahead, go ahead. No, I was I was gonna say. So when you think about like, so then when you were going through that process, right? So you so so the case got thrown out. You going through the process, and now you ended up in court, right? Like what what is your and you say your mindset was, you know, I'm 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 getting I'm I'm not getting ten years, right? But then when you got that, so this so the the, you got fifteen years, correct? And that was your first. That was the first case, right? Yep. The first time going to prison. Yeah. So when you got that fifteen years, because I want to lead this up like farther into our conversation we have when we start to get deeper in. When you got that fifteen years, what what was your thought process? What did you Ooh. think about like because from someone who said I'm not going to get ten years, right? So you already were were believing like I'm not getting this, but then they gave you more than what you thought you were going to get. Uh-huh. What was your thought process? I, I actually snapped because my God had. Had the homicide got less time than I got, so I'm like, how in the hell did he get twelve and they gave me fifteen? So when I had my little notebook, I threw it. I was just snap. I'm like, damn, what the hell? Like, how you giving me that? So I'm thinking, like, I gotta do fifteen. 
Mm. I'm like, damn, I'm gonna be. I just added it up right, right away. Like, yeah, they're about okay, to make you an example. And this was in what? This was in '96. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So you were thinking you didn't even think about parole. No, I didn't know nothing yeah, about it. Yeah, because you just you you were first you were a rookie in this whole process, and you you just hear 15 years. Uh, same thing happened to me. But they they read the charges. It was 70 years, and I was like. Man, seventy years, but it really was twenty because everything was concurrent. Mm. <laughs> I know, right? I'm thinking, I'm thinking about that Malcolm X episode uh, that uh, Malcolm X with uh, that scene where him and uh, Shorty in jail, and he's going down all the counts, <laughs> and Shorty fainted. <laughs> hey, man, it, it, hey, that, that that that's what I'm trying to get to. Like yeah. when, you, when you were thinking like that, like you didn't faint, you snapped, but it was like in your mind. Like, did you feel that you were let down by the system, by your lawyer? Lawyers. Like, and, and at the end of the day, like, what was the justification for giving you 15 years? Like, and it was just, it, and that was the case with the eight ball and the money, right? No, I was at the second Oh, so that was after. Okay, so what what was their justification then for It's almost it? like that was part of it. Well, yeah. Right. Mm. Like, you know what? Because I told him I was using the eight ball. Okay. And then I try to say I was using the second case I got caught with a four and four and a half ounces. Okay. So I still was talking about using. So, but the judge was like, I think that the reason why my guy sister is dead is because of us. Mm. Uh, okay. And my friend told me that because the they knew a judge down there that knew them. So she kind of they knew. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're saying it's you. You brought that lifestyle, or that lifestyle was was brought in and that's that may be why she was dead okay i didn't know they use that kind of logic and it ain't it ain't cut and dry they use a lot of subjective shit to to make decisions that's yeah and then he told me like and then you really i could have you know you was facing 60 and your minimum was 10 so i think basically like i did fair Mm. because it was closer to the 10 Mm -hmm. yeah and you ended up doing how many total five five okay Oh, that's why we when we were talking about five, you know, ain't nothing. Like, nah, five some. Five some. Yeah, that was some. So then off of that case then, so then you got out in so what year was that was ninety six? Uh, two, two yep. So then you got out in in a two thousand two thousand one. Yeah. And and when you so when you released then, all right, so this is on your second case now, right? No, first yeah. That's, that's the first still your released. first. Yeah. Okay, so now you're first. I'm trying to weave these in because I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to find where the, the commonality is. Mm. So you get out on your first case, all right. Now, what what's your thought process when you release? I really was mad at the world, to be honest with you, because when I went in, I I left money with people, and they all they spent it. So I was like, just <laughs> mad, like man, like. <laughs> I should have came home to this, so I was just really mad. Like, all right, I'm finna, basically on some, I'm finna show y'all something type of mm-hmm. thing, you know? Because I didn't even tell myself I was gonna change, mm. you know. Then I'm sitting in there around people that was just on the same stuff. Like, well, when you get out, man, holler at me, you know. So, or they was going back to yeah, yeah. And at first, I ain't gonna even lie, I was kind of hesitant at first, and I did get out and get a job. Mm-hmm. My PO was on me, but now because one of my friends ran a. Uh, a car wash on like 76 when you coming off of floors coming down that hill. Mm-hmm. So he got me in and then he ended up having like some health problems and he ended up giving me his position and it was someone that was there before me. So they was kind of salty about that. Like, <laughs> how the hell you let him get that and I've been here longer? 
So the first day I was working, nobody showed up. I'm at a car wash, drive through car wash. I'm like, nah, how I'm finna be doing all this? All the cars. Yeah, so somehow I was doing it. And then when I put the money in the safe, I had to call the assistant to do it because I didn't have the key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So next thing you know, I'm at home. My guy was like, hey, where happened to that money? And I was like, I-, I put it in the safe. He's like, man, that's the owner up there, man, you got to go up there and holler because they said the money ain't there. I'm like, but you can ask such and such. I was, he the one opening it up for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, you got to come up here and bring the money. So I'm like, is y'all really accusing me of stealing it? <laughs> wow. Damn. So I got so that's what made me go back to the street. I was so mad. I'm You're like, like Fuck damn. This shit. Yeah, because I'm like, it's, gotta, it's the same type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was heated. Yeah. And I actually went and the money that was gone, I gave it back to him. And I quit. Mm. Yeah, wow. and then that's when I just said, "All right, I'm back in the streets." Yeah, yeah. I can, you know, I think uh, you, you, that story is not isolated, right? I think a lot of people. One of the challenges when you're released is when you do decide you want to go legit, or you want to, you're like, "Man, this I, I can't do this anymore." Like, I have to change, and I want to be different. And those first roadblocks. It's so hard to get through those roadblocks, yeah. right? I think it's like just even growing up or, or you know being raised and having coping mechanisms, right? It's the same thing, and I, and I say that all the time when I talk about it. Prison doesn't prepare you for those roadblocks no. that you face. They prison, don't. prison is in is the mentality of of punishment, right? The rehabilitation is all right. Well, we gave you a vocational, you got your HSED, your GED, right? But where's the coping mechanisms? Where how do we deal with when someone's accusing us of stealing and we we're trying to be legit? How do we go home at night and feel comfortable and say, you know what, even though I was accused of this, I'm okay with it because I know I'm legit. Right? Instead of like what you did was like, man, forget this. If, if I gotta deal with this, then I'm gonna go ahead and then just do what I got to do. And I almost don't blame you. Like I hate to, I hate to be like that. Yeah. If I'm gonna go through the same pressure of being accused of some shit. I might as well make my own money and fuck and say fuck it. Yeah, and and I think that and and I, that's a lot of people do. I mean, that's it's tough, man. And it's you know when we talk about employers, when we talk about trying to get a job, right? And 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 people discriminate against you, and a lot of people don't have the wherewithal. They just don't. They don't have the wherewithal to take that next step mm. and to say, all right, I'm okay. I can take this. So when when you were dealing with that, and I know the car wash you were at too. I used to go there when I got out. When I got out of 04, I bought a house over there in 05, mm-hmm. uh, right off of Brentwood. So yeah. I used to go to our car wash all the time over there. Um, so when you left there then and you made the decision to go back into to go into the streets, was there any point in that, like when you decided from that moment, like forget this, I'm done, to going back into the streets, where you said to yourself, I can do something different? Or once you made that decision, was it just done? You were done? It was it. Okay. Yeah, because- it was crazy back then. I really didn't know too many people that was even doing anything positive. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't never have nothing, nobody putting nothing in my ear. I didn't have no older uncles or big cousins. I'm actually the uh, oldest bill in my family. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I couldn't talk to nobody. So uh, okay. I just, just went right back to what I knew the easy way. So, I mean, kind of rewinding back to your release date, was that your thought process upon your release? Like when you were waiting to get picked up, were you thinking like, I can't go out in these streets, but I might have to kind of thing? Nah, you know what? I I actually, I don't know. I just, I wasn't thinking reality. Because mm-hmm. when I went to, I, I went to boot camp to get out. Right. So I was probably the only one with that type of time in there. And 
most people that was in there was on the truth and sentencing. So when I graduated, what is, what is boot camp? So that's uh, boot camp is the challenge incarceration program that uh, Charmaine talked about on the last okay, episode. Okay, make sure that people yep. know. Yeah, and it's yeah. like them not even prison guards. I'm real. Army people. Okay, so you just straight yeah. up military. Yeah, that yeah, was like okay. some of the hardest stuff I ever did in my life. Like I was be like, I don't know how I'm gonna make it. Yeah. So we, I definitely want to come back to that because I'm gonna ask you about your experience in there. Uh, but if you could carry on from where you know talking about um, what what can be said, ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I said, when I I came back, I really didn't. I I, I guess I had a false sense of reality. Like I was gonna get out and something just just gonna happen. Some positive, you know yeah, just <laughs> something just gonna fall in my lap, you know what I'm saying. But then I also was filling out a lot of applications, and nothing I couldn't get in with nothing because I really didn't have no work history like mm. that. So you never, you didn't really have a job before in high school, probably like in between, like when basketball season started, mm. I would get a job, get some shoes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that'd be it. Okay, yeah. So okay, so now we're walking through that 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 time you served. All right. You got back into the streets. You got caught again. Walk us through that process. Like, what happened there? Ooh, it was like deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was it was like a movie. Because um, what ended up happening is the guy I was getting my stuff from, like, he always, before I, I was to get it, he'd be like, take this to somebody and, and I'm so, so I just want to make sure is it when we say stuff like you know on the Power Me podcast we keep it one all the way one hundred. Oh, cocaine, okay. correct? Oh, I ain't know that. Yeah, yeah, okay. cocaine. The, the, yeah, the, the China white. You know, <laughs> that, 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 that. we we just want to make sure the listeners because you know some of the stuff goes over the listeners' heads. Okay, so, you are. So right. feel free to feel so, free yeah, to yeah, yeah, tell me and, and the co-host and the co-host. Yeah, the co-host because <laughs> you lucky the co-host will hit you like stuff. Like what kind of stuff? That's kind of that's kind of questions Stop. he gets with. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. So yeah, he's. To tell me like, hey, take this. Have one of your guys cook this up. I'm like, all right. And whenever they did it, if it was straight, like, let them have that. And then he'd keep whatever that he got. And it was cooking it up. When you talk about cooking it up, it's turning into rock, right? Yes. The rock cocaine. Okay. So one time he didn't do it, and um, everybody I sold some to was calling me back, like, dude, what's up? What's up with this? And I'm like, what you mean? Like, man, like this ain't right. So when I was cutting my uh, my uh, plug here, once he kind of heard me arguing with one of my guys I grew up with mm-hmm. about that, and he's like, "Man, what's, man, just pay him back and then cut him off." And I'm like, "I can't do that, man. Like that's that's my guy. Like I just mm-hmm. knew you met you from prison. Not know him from mm-hmm. you know, I know him. So I kept going through that with everybody calling me back. I'm like, damn." So I'm like, I'm not finna sell none of this stuff because I'm tired of giving people their money back. Mm-hmm. So one guy that I knew from like prior from the 90s, he called me for something and I was like, damn, I kind of don't want to do it because I don't want him to be talking about this ain't right. But he didn't ask for a lot. He just wanted to eight, um, eight ball. So and I was, this what was going on, I was I had my stash house and I was taking the same route every day, all day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, change your route up. Something just said, change it up. Mm-hmm. So when I get, I did take all these back rocks and all this and that, and then when I pulled up to where I was supposed to go, I seen the, uh, the person that wanted that brother outside. And I'm like, damn, I don't trust dude. So I'm just looking, and he was like, hey, man, it's kind of hot out here. We was on second and Keith. And I'm like, what, 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 what you mean it's hot out here? He's like, man, it's hot. So I get out. He's standing on the corner. I don't know why I walked to Keith. 
I walked to Keith and then I looked down and it's probably like on Richards or something. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of police down there. So I'm like, nah, I don't think I'm finna take this to do. I get my knock on the door. He don't show up and I'm out here with this stuff. Mm-hmm. So mind you, Keith right here, my car right here. So I just figured they way down there. I could just walk on to my car. Right. I walk to the car, so I stick my key in the door. All those police I seen just vamp me. <laughs> damn. I was like, damn, this can't be real. And prior to that, this so was So were they there? Do you were they there for something else or were they there actually so you would were you set up on that? The, yeah. Okay. okay. Of, I didn't know that. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. But prior to that even happening, then um this was right before Christmas. And for some reason I kept saying, I want to make it to Christmas. I kept telling myself that. I don't know why I got to buying everybody's stuff. Like, I just wanted to make it to Christmas. And then I was, like I said, I didn't want to sell none of that stuff. And I had my niece. And I'm like, I, I chill with her. And my mother was gone shopping. And my brother came by. And he's like, dude, what you doing? I had his daughter. And he's like, man, where, where mom at? I was like, she gone shopping. So he get on the phone and call her. Like, man, y'all got stuff to do. He busy, this, this, this. And I didn't have nothing to do. Mm. So she came back and got her. And that's when I went and did that deal and all that uh... stuff happened. You know, we we talk about this a lot. This this wow. is this this is something we movie. Yeah, we we talked about this a lot. Where in actually in a couple episodes, where there's these points, and and obviously this wasn't your first time in prison when you had this this awakening. But it's interesting because this is the first time that you talked about like where there was an awakening or or a moment where you have like a crossroads where you're like you you literally are at a point where if you just stay the path that you're on. Who knows what happens, right? right? Who knows what your future holds? But we always choose that other path. Yep. And that other path, we 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 know it and we know it in us too, right? And I'm sure you felt it. You may not have felt it like I'm gonna get caught, but it, you it felt was something it. Yeah, for me to because I was too cautious. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I so said, you knew. Yeah, I was you just, knew your 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 conscience let you knew that some something ain't right. Oh, two questions. If you had taken your regular path, would you have crossed where those police were? Yep. So they was waiting for you down there and you went the other way. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. And I, I ain't gonna even lie though. I I really didn't think I was set up or nothing at first. I'm like, how? Like they was way down there. Right. Like <laughs> then later on, now they said kept in my police report, they said they seen me standing on the corner. I'm like, I wasn't on no corner. Mm, so they was down there they was watching your movement. Yeah. He probably was watching like on the corner, like the fuck? <laughs> but right, not even knowing, like what they doing down there. But down the line, I ended up you. <laughs> finding out that the dude I was supposed to bring that to told, and I never even knew it. Ah, uh, yeah. And then the yeah. second one is that was the, okay. You no, know I'm saying the second. Oh. The second question I had was, do you think that? Uh, I guess God. Do you think God was actually giving you a hint? With the with the fuck with the fucked up dope like the dope that was not right like hey yeah stop you know I actually had a lot in that year a lot of signs yeah because I remember <laughs> dude one time I was leaving out of my house and I'm talking to my son mother on the phone and it was probably like seven o'clock it was dark and soon I get ready to lock the door uh-huh. I was like damn. He's like, free. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Guns to my head. And I'm like, but damn, are these. And I kind of was finna try it because they didn't really come at me aggressive. And I'm like, if these were some dudes I knew, 
I know they probably would have smacked me up and did something, but I'm mm-hmm. like, but dude, if you do anything, the gun's to your head. So that happened prior to all of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then my guy was like, don't do nothing, don't do nothing, let that slide, you know, as long as I got you, you ain't got to worry about it. But mm-hmm. in the back of my head, I'm like, hell no, like, you came to my house and did this. So it was like a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I had little things. That were know? happening, that, yeah. that, that were kind of like, Signs to you, yeah. to like this. Even that last, even the off. last moment was almost a sign. Like, yeah, it was like a like, movie. You could have you 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 drove off, but you got out the car and shit. Like, if you'd have drove off, ain't no telling what what happened. Yep, that's crazy. This is uh, this is this <laughs> one of your books. No, like I ain't put none of this in none of my books. That's why I was doing interviews with people. I'm like that, the stuff y'all asking me, y'all. I, I'm not that even a pinch of the stuff I done been through. Like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, he was throwing the whole thing in Rob. Like, dude, like, that was... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the thing, too, is... What's old boy from The Wire? Uh, Omar. Omar. Oh, <laughs> I, I rob drug dealers. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> well, but I think that's the thing, right, is is a lot of times people don't realize there's a lifestyle that comes with yeah. when you're committing crime, right? And, and right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, I always think back to when I was out, you know, robbing people. My mother, you know... People would ask my mother, was she embarrassed or was she was she sad about me being in prison, right? And her response typically was, no, I'm just glad he's not dead, right? Because when you're in that lifestyle, like, that's that's an option, right? Yep. That, that's an option for you. It's actually option number one. It, it typically is option but, number one, right? you don't yeah, even think about exactly. it. Exactly. You have no clue that I'm putting guns to people's head and telling people, you know, freeze, give me all your money. And, you know, that happens now, right? right? People carrying, right? So they might give me their money, but then when I'm walking away, they might shoot me and kill me, right? So we don't realize that that is an option. That is a a very viable option. Um, And I think for many people in that lifestyle, not thinking about that as an option is what makes it, is what confuses people a lot. Because you'll get people who are like, I would never commit crime because I don't want to die or I don't want to go to jail, right? But they don't realize that. Yeah, yeah, our co-host is one of them, right? Uh, you know, but it's it's you don't even think about that, right? Like you don't you don't think anything about that, and and you just made it perfectly clear, like all those signs that you kept coming across, there was not one of them that says stop what you're doing and change. Like it was more, like you said, okay, now nah, now nah, it's gonna be some retribution. I don't know when, but we are gonna handle this. That. Well, one that's crazy that the, the, the backdrop you described is like where I live. I live over there now. Like I live off uh, Townsend and Keith. Okay. So I know exactly where you were. <laughs> where well, you was dropping stuff off. So you can almost envision it, huh? <laughs> right, right. I was on the uh on the, the white side of the Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip is, is Holton. Oh yeah. Holton's Gaza Strip. Like you go on the other side of the Gaza Strip, it's war. On on my side it's peace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, white people walking dogs. And, <laughs> we go get my I go get my beer jug uh, tapped. You know I, what happens if we cross street though? Oh, it's over. It's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's over. So the east, it's the east, man. Yep. Well, so that was all right. So that was your second time. So now you you're going down this path, right? Um, no, that's your third time now that you got caught, right? Is this the third time you got no, caught? No, that's the second. That's the second. Okay, yeah, this is what got to the fifth. The fifth. No, that was I got out on the fifteen, and then this time it, I got charged. I had two eight balls with me. So okay, no, the first time you didn't get you didn't get it. Okay, I, I got you. The first one got dropped. Got dropped. And then okay. the other one, yeah. So now, so all right, so for our listeners, 
who may not, you know, they hear the word eight ball. We're not talking about eight ball in MJG. We're not talking about an eight ball in pool. Like, what is an eight ball? What can can you give the listeners some insight into that? Uh, 3.5 worth of co- cocaine. 3.5 grams. Grams worth grams. of cocaine. Okay. Which is typically broke, or it's 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 cooked up into the. Well, no, really, I didn't. I didn't sell cooked up because I ain't had, I ain't okay. had time for that. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> which which is why your which is why your the the guy that you were working with was creating all the stress for you because we, was he cooking it up and he was yeah he was but no 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 let's say if it was bad. He won't get it from this hit the people he get it from. He'll send it all back. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, but he didn't do it that time. So, so now this, so now this is your second time, right? Yep. All right. Now, what's this process, right? You get arrested. Oh man, it's walk like, us through that process. It's like here we go again. You get the same judge. Huh? I kind of hate to even tell y'all who I had because I kind of <laughs> held a grudge against this person, <laughs> son, and he didn't have nothing to do with it. Nothing. <laughs> I had Judge Stampert. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and um, it actually, the lawyer that I had, I didn't hire him. Like, once again, like, I used to keep money with spread out. Uh-huh. And uh, my son, mother had my money, and then she, she got James Turan, but I kept hearing that he wasn't valid. Mm-hmm. So he comes, and I'm like, who is you? Like, he's like, oh, your, um, your people's hired you. <laughs> hired me. And I'm you? like... <laughs> So when I called, it was like, how much did he charge? And she's like, uh, 6000 I'm like, did you give him all the money? Yeah, I'm like, damn. You paid him everything up front? Like, he's like, oh, don't worry about it. You would think nothing. that would be good to pay somebody up front. That would no, give you but they ain't going to work. <laughs> they ain't going to listen to nothing you telling them. They got all the money. Mm. So That's the mind of a drug dealer right yeah. there. You know, when you're when you, when you in that. I'm, that. Think, I'm thinking, hey, he going he oh, to do all the work. No, nah, he's going to be he finna be bullshitting. So that's what he did. He's like, hey, yeah, I know the judge. You good. I'm going to get you three years. I'm like, all right. So when I finally go get a sentencing, I'm sitting there with people that got caught with like rocks, like 20 rocks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm like, they going to get some time. I got caught with powder. So everybody going in there, oh, I got 18 months. And these people that had cases already. <laughs> and they got intent to sell with the rocks. They, they got, you know, they coming back, not that much time. I'm like, oh, well, I know I'm straight because I had all powder. I go in there, I get five and a half years <laughs> and three hours. But I didn't know about the truth of sentencing. Uh, so they didn't yeah. say it like that. So when I'm sitting there, it was like 60 months and something, something. I'm like, <laughs> what just happened? Because mm. that don't sound like no three years. <laughs> so when I got the paper, well, I think he even lied and told me that's what I got. James Durant <laughs> like, yeah, you straight. And he took off. And then when I was sitting in the bullpen, I'm like, what the hell just happened, man? I don't, I don't know because... Yeah, when I got to fifteen, he said fifteen, right? Fifteen years. Yeah, right. so I'm like, damn. So I'm looking at the paperwork. And I'm like, I don't get this. And then somebody looked and said, dude, you got five and a half years in and three. I'm like, damn. <laughs> what a paid lawyer and these dudes. I'm sitting in the bullpen with public defenders. Yeah. Everybody had a public defender said me. So you said five and a half in, three out, three hours probation? Yeah. Okay. Uh, extended supervision. But yeah. they ran it concurrent because the fifteen, I never did all of it. Okay. So they ran at the so that fifteen year sentence. No matter what I did, was always there. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because you never finished. I mean, essentially, you never finished that fifteen year right. sentence. By the time you continue to keep getting caught, right? So it, it never, it never eliminated itself right. to Damn. bring something else in. Yep. So they were just bringing in basically. 
I mean, which is great. Right. I, it, it, you know, that they made it concurrent. Everything yeah. was concurrent to that because you're basically getting revoked. Right. Right. So you're getting revoked on your sentence and they bring it concurrent because if they made it consecutive, then you would have had to finish out that 15 and then start and then, and then fresh. Start to yes, then yep. start to five. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they, the they always language. rent it concurrent. Okay. So one of the things I really find mm-hmm. interesting and and I want you I want to I want to talk more about you know that because that's your third and final time right like no nope. oh. <laughs> see I keep I making... got revocated okay okay that okay. was the last well, okay so but that that was your final time of like uh, big, uh, big time yeah, yeah so so what what's interesting is in '96 you got 15 years right so the the expectation is to do two thirds of that right so 10 years. What year was this that you got the five, the, the truth and sentence in five years? I think that was 2003. So now 2003, right, almost 10 years later, they give you five, right? So the, the, the what I'm looking at there is this expectation of, like, their their goal, whatever the first judge, as they said, like, they felt that you were part of this whole reason why somebody's dead, which gave you that 15 years. But now you're back down in more in in drug dealer territory, right. five years. But it's different because in truth and sentencing, you do all that five, right? right? Yeah. And then you do the extended supervision. But in this case, you were they were running a concurrent. So it's just interesting to the comparison of like 15 years when it was under parole. Right, and right, now the truth right, and sentencing, right. we're just going to give you five years. Um, so, the, you know, as that process, like what... What happened then? What happened next after that? Okay, so for that one, I'm trying to think. I ended up going to out of Gamey County. I'm like, damn, I got to try to get a drug program so I can try to get out again. So when I went to see the uh, social worker, I was like, I got a drug problem, this, this, this. She was like, you just completed boot camp. That's the hardest thing you could possibly do. (laughs) So I don't think a drug program will help you. Like well, I can give you vocational training, and I was like, "Oh, and anger! Oh, was it CGIP? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cognitive thinking. Yeah. So they ended up giving criminal me criminal minded thinking. We used to call it. Yeah. So I went to out of Game County, completed that, and then they sent me to Fox Lake. And while I was there, I was like, "Damn, I gotta take something." So I ended up taking a HVAC class. Okay. So I knocked that out, and um, ended up going to Winnebago for minimum. And then while I was there, now this time in, they had a thing where you could put in for a 75% or 85% to get out early, and nobody from Milwaukee was getting it. So when I was in uh, Winnebago, yeah, everybody just, man, ain't, nobody ain't getting it. Then I was like, I ain't, I ain't fucking with it either. And somebody was like, dog, why, why won't you mess with us? I just did boot camp. Mm. Like, how, why would they give me anything after doing that? And they're like, man, well, shit, you what you gonna lose? A stamp? You might well just <laughs> fill it out. And I'm like, Yeah, that's true. So at this time, okay, if I was supposed to have done it, I was supposed to have done it in August. That would have been 85% of my time. And when somebody was telling me this, it was probably was like, I wanna say October, I did it. Just sat down, I forgot what I wrote. I wrote something. And then one day, they wake me up and was like, um, come to the uh, social worker's office. So everybody like, Dad, what the hell he do? <laughs> I'm walking, I'm like, and I come in there and they're like, hey, you got to wait home? <laughs> and I was like, what? They're like, yeah, you're getting released. 
Wait, uh, so so no, you didn't know anything about this? No, they they didn't mail you anything. No, nothing. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. That's great. Yeah, it's great. It's great. But it was like that's it everybody well. looking at me like, what did you what you say? I'm like, I just, you in Allegheny County? Huh? You yep. in, how far is that? That's like in Appleton. Appleton. Yeah. Appleton. Yeah. yeah you got a way home. No. No, no, no. I went to Bago. Okay, okay, which is Oshkosh, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's basically they, same, they same same, area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So still, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's I had a cell phone. <laughs> so I ended up calling somebody that me and you know real good. <laughs> it was like, hey man, I'm getting released. And he was like, I'm, I'm coming. And it was through a snowstorm. It came and got me, in. and then. Yeah, I came home and uh, but when I came home, it was crazy because my mother was going through some stuff with her back, and I never believed it was that bad, but it was that bad. So when I came home, she had a major surgery on her back, and while that was going on, my grandfather had cancer. I didn't know that either, mm. so he was actually dying. Mm. So when I went to go see him, he was like, uh, "Hey, he didn't even know it was me." So he's thinking of mm-hmm. my brother, then he like I'm like, no, this is Jock. And he's like, oh, he's like, Jock, man, can you promise me one thing? And I was like, what he's like, you ain't going back to jail, is you? I was like, damn. Mm. And that's right before he died. Mm. Damn. There you have it. Yeah, that's that's deep. I mean, cause he, you know, because you did go back. Because made- you know, while while I was hustling, I wasn't around the family yeah, like that. Yeah. Cause I kind of like you know, I just didn't feel right because I know they didn't like it. Right, right. Yeah. They didn't approve of it. Yeah. They knew what you was doing. You know, and you, you know, not not to be not to be judged, but you know, you, you know your place, right? You know, you like, man, I. But and I think sometimes consciously in the back of your mind too, you think about, I'm not gonna bring any heat to my family, uh, but you know, the the other part of it really is like, I know what I'm doing. They may not approve what I'm doing, so I don't want to be around. And them. the crazy thing is. Like when I caught that first case, um, no, the case where that homicide stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Once again, so while I'm in there, I lie to them. Yeah, I was using you know the, the eight ball. I'm like, they ain't. I think I could use that. So they was gonna give me a PR bond, and I'm like, all right, cool. So next thing you know, I'm sitting in the bullpen, and a lawyer come, and I'm like, well, who who is you? Like, oh, that's why I said my. My son's mother, mm-hmm. his her mother had some of my money that so she went and hired this dude. The dude I ended up firing. So I was like, <laughs> damn, who the hell is you? And he's like, oh, yeah, your family hired me. And I'm like, so if I got to pay a lawyer, I ain't, I'm not getting the PR bond. Mm. Now I got to pay bail. Mm. So before that, I had filled out, I had used, I didn't put my address down. But I just didn't want nothing linked to my address. I put my mother's. And do you know, one day she called me. She's like, you know, the ATF came over here. I was like, for what? Like, why would they come in your house? Like, they asked, was I selling drugs? I said, <laughs> they asked you that? Like, why would they ask you that? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not even realizing that they linked that address and they, right. they're thinking, oh, this must be the address. Yeah, this, this is the safe house, too. Oh, man. Yeah. So then, so so take us back, you know, and definitely, you know, you know, you know, condolences to your grandfather. You know, I don't know how many years ago it was, but uh, mm-hmm. take us back to that time. Like when when he said that, like 
how did you feel? And then, but you did end up getting revoked after yep. that, right? But I still how, was hustling. I was going to say, yeah. like, was that something that really that influenced any change in you, or was it more like, man, I, I hear you, pop, I, I hear you, grand pops, but uh, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I kind of, I don't, I just was like, damn, like when he said, it, I was like, that's messed up, that. Hey, that's the only thought he had of me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, but it's yeah. my fault. Right, right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? So at mm-hmm. that time, when I came home from Winnebago, I didn't jump down right away. So I was like, I got to do something. And I ran across a guy. Now, when you're in Winnebago, you don't get the Milwaukee news. Yeah, you don't. So yeah. I don't know what's going on in Milwaukee. So You get this, Appleton news yeah. or Appleton Green Bay, yep. So one of my guys that went to school, we played basketball and all that. He, I seen him, and he was like, "Dog, what, what you up to?" He's like, "Man, I'm, you know, I'm trying to uh, get this trucking company started." He's like, "I've been trying to put people up on game." So I was like, "What all you need to get started?" And he's like, "Man, just this amount of money." Mm-hmm. I said, "How much you make?" And he's like, "He told me how much you make." So I was like, "All right." I said, "I want to do it," and um, but I didn't ask how you do it. I just was like, how much you make when we get paid? That's all I asked. So I, I mean, that really is the most important part. Yeah. Like, it needs to decide if, if you want to do it. But the second most important part is how we going to make it happen. Right. Yeah. I didn't ask none of that. So I gave him the money, and um, I told somebody. And they's like, why are you messing with him? It's like, you know, he's he snitching, and it's not like, what you mean he's snitching? It's like, man, he, he has something to do with the Mike Lock case. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't know nothing about that while I was gone, mm. you know what I'm saying? So, but I already started doing the business with him, so that's what I was doing. So, I never really understood how nothing worked. Just when do I get paid? So, <laughs> whenever we did get paid, he gave me cashier checks. So, when I to take that to my PO, she's like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, we got a trucking company. And she's like, why are you getting paid like this? <laughs> And I'm like, shit, like, I don't know, like. <laughs> In your mind, it's, I'm just getting hey, paid. I'm, I'm working. I'm legit. I'm getting paid. So I'm doing this. And while, I'm before I left Fox Lake, it was, I had a crew that I used to be with. And one of them was a Mexican. And he was like, hey, man, when you get out, make sure you hit me up. And kind of find out he was from the east side with me. And when he gave me an address to look up, I'm like, do my auntie stay next door to you? How the hell we don't know each other? <laughs> so I get out, and once again, people was pressuring me, like, Jock, man, you ain't got nothing. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't messing around. So they just kept coming to me with that, you know? And um, then one day I was like, I wonder did my guy ever get out? Right? So I'm looking at the people next door, and then one day I said, let me go. Somebody was sitting in the car, so let me go see. If they know anything, so I go talk to go to the car, and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, Jock, get the hell in the car. I'm like, I've been looking for you anyway. As soon as I get in the car, I'm like, whatever you want, I got it. Mm. I can show you right now. And I'm like, Nah, I'm, I'm straight, man. Like, I've been gone for a minute. He's like, All right. So I just kept going with the truck stuff. Mm-hmm. And every time I seen him, what's up, man? And I'm like, I'm straight. Mm. Then that's then you know he shot me a price that I'm like damn what you want for that like, let me get it <laughs> so in that so that was the point then when you were lured right back in yeah so how so how long from that moment when you decided like all right I'm gonna get into this truck and stuff till this point where Man. now you're you're back in the game 
Well, the trucker stuff got messed up because it's actually a legit way to go. I thought I thought that was the end of the story, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 fell apart because I didn't know dude was really letting people use the trucks to go back and forth and do uh, stuff. Okay, I okay. didn't know that until I seen it on the news. Like I'm like, damn! So everybody was like, "Jock, you good?" I'm like, oh, "What you talking about?" Like, okay. Oh, so you didn't even realize? No, I didn't know what he was doing. So, so, so he almost targeted you to get connected to because he probably figured you ain't gonna ask no questions, right? And now you in this, and you really trying to be legit. So this, so this is another instance. It's it's it's, <laughs> getting, it's getting it, it, yeah, it's funny, but it's not funny because it's like really messed up. Because this is another instance where you've decided to try and do be straight, be right, yep, and you're getting it. So it's, it's, I don't know, as I sit here think, I think about that. Like those are, Damn. those are those unfortunate incidents where there's opportunity, but if you don't know what you're getting into or if you don't know how to handle that, then you end up going down that path. Yeah. So then, so that, so was that some months? Was it years? Like no, from that moment? No, no. This was probably a year at the most. So it was a year of you being legit then. Yeah. So you, you stayed legit for a year, really trying to change, really trying to do this. But next thing you know, the, the guy who was putting that pressure back on you, like, man, what's going on? You know, or the pressure of yep. you know who the old jock was. Now you're back in the game. Yep. Right? Now tell us a little bit about that. Well, like I said, he threw, he shot me a price when he got the stuff, and I'm like, I don't got nobody to even sell it to. But the price was so good, I bought it. And it was it was cocaine again. Yeah, so cocaine. Same thing. Like okay, I said stuff. <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah, it was good. a four we and a half. This point, we know what stuff is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? Stop that. <laughs> it was four and a half ounces of eighth, and I think he sold it to me like for like twenty two hundred. And I'm like, damn. So I went to one of my guys and was like, hey, you know, cook this up for me. So when he did it, he's like, what you finna do with this? And I was like, shit. <laughs> I ain't got nobody selling to me. So like, you've been out the game that long that yeah. you really ain't even, you know. So he's like, no let customers. me get it. I ain't handling it. He's like, let me get it. <laughs> I give you $32.50. I'm like, hell yeah, take it. <laughs> so now I'm a middleman. I'm doing middleman deals. But then, like, the mm. first one I did, <laughs> my guy, man, this, this was crazy. He actually had me wait. He like, let me get, I gave him the money first. And then he's like, I'll, I'll be right back. So I'm sitting, sitting on the porch. 30 minutes go by, 40 minutes go by, I'm starting to sweat. So I'm like, damn, <laughs> if dude ran off with that money, all the money, I got to adding up what I got. So I'm like, I'm about to straighten my people out. <laughs> they don't be thinking it was me. Right. So I'm like, damn, I had to get my car up. I had to get this up. Get up. I'm finna be flat broke. Like, damn. Like, it just, I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, damn. So then as soon as I really was getting too antsy, and he pulled up, and he's like, oh, man, all I had to do to do that. He's like, do you think I was from the runoff? I'm like, dog, that was like an hour. You just had me waiting around. Right. Where the hell you right. went? No nothing. <laughs> so I'm steady doing these moves. Then one day I was like, damn. Like, I was middleman. And uh, one time I was driving, and I said, damn, if you get caught, don't nobody know about him. It's gonna know about you. Mm. So it looked like you got all this stuff. Mm. And I was like, damn, man, like uh uh-uh, this is getting kind of mm-hmm. too heavy. So all the dudes I was dealing with ended up getting indicted, but they didn't have nothing to do with me. So I was kind of happy, like, like I ain't gonna deal with them no more, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then my money started getting a little low. 
And since I wasn't doing big deals, my plug be like, oh, I'll call you back. I call you back, and he wasn't moving too quick for me. Mm. Like when I wanted just a four and a half, for me, he wouldn't, he'd be like, I'm gonna call you back. And he wouldn't call back. <laughs> so I had met this guy in Fox Lake that was off the east side. He was much younger than me. And um, I seen Tim, he's like, man, you need to buy some perp. And that's when the weed, that, that purple weed mm-hmm. first came around, mm-hmm. and it was high as hell for an ounce. So I'm like, dude, I, don't, I ain't messing with that. That shit too busy. Like, I'm telling you, dog, I'm telling you. I'm like, I don't want none of that. That's that's too high. And I don't know nobody buying that. And uh, I thought I need some work. So he's like, I could do something for you. But it was a much higher price than what I was getting it for. So I ended up giving dude the money. And when I got the stuff, I'm like, I mean, the cocaine, I was like, this shit looked fake. Like, it just looked like <laughs> Tony Montana shit. This crystal. Real crystally, and I'm like, I ain't seen nothing like this. So I'm like, I don't know, man. So I called one of my guys, like, dog, you know somebody that can uh, cook up something? He's like, yeah. So we, I took a little piece. I ate ball, matter of fact. <laughs> took it to this dude, and he did his thing. He cooked it up. And when he hit it, he got mad. He's like, what the fuck is this shit? I was like, what you mean? He's like, man, my pipe done turned black. So I'm like... <laughs> So I'm like, so what you saying? And he's like, man, I don't know what the fuck this is. This ain't no dope. So I'm like, I know dude didn't just burn me mm. like that. Mm. So I call him back, and he's like, oh, that's my cousin. I'm going to holler at him. So I remember I told you I was sitting there when I do took all day to bring that stuff back. I'm adding up what I got to pay back. Right, right. So I'm thinking, you finna pay me back. So he talking about, I got to holler at my cousin, and this, 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 this. So that went on for a minute. So I'm like, okay, you playing with me now. But once again, I'm hunting them down. Every time I see the car that look like his, I'm chasing it. (laughs) And uh, my girl at the time was like, is you serious? Like, what you going to do when you catch them? I'm like, don't worry about it. And she's like, damn, I might have to get some life insurance on you or something. <laughs> well, at that point, how much did he owe you then? 5000 so, 5000 okay. Yeah, so I'm constantly chasing them. And then this how, how this just this going to be another one of them incidents. <laughs> so now I'm selling work, selling weed, and somebody wanted something from me, but they didn't want to come on the east side to come get it. So every time they called me, I'm like, I'm, I'm on the east side, and they didn't want to come. So later on, when I was at home, <laughs> This person called me again and was like, oh, where you at? And I told him, they're like, oh, well, I, I'm at Taco Bell. I'll meet you. So I leave out the house, grab the weed, and I'm sitting in the car just dumping the, the dime bags into a, a bag. And as I'm doing that, police roll up on me. <laughs> right where you don't have it. And that was it, huh? Yeah, but no, that stuff that I told you that was fake, Mm-hmm. Like I had like a probably seven tenths of it because my cousin wanted to see it, so I had that head too, and they found everything. So when they seen that, they was out trying to find out where I stayed at. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't telling you all that. So when I went down, they said that was methamphetamines. No, it was crystal meth. Yeah, so I'm like, how the hell could that be when nobody got high off of it? Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm sitting in the house caressing, like I couldn't have had that because nobody got high. So I'm 
just asking everybody, like, hey, you heard I'm just asking people questions about this stuff. And this one guy just was like, hey, man, I know exactly what you had because I was getting people with that shit. Uh, to Miami Ice. He's just, it's Miami Ice. They just call, have your lawyer call. I mean, go down to 27th and Burleigh. They got it in there. He said, man, I even come testify in your case. He said, dude, you, see that? you wasn't even supposed to be arrested for that. He said, because they would have really tested that. It showed that that wasn't no drugs. Uh, so it wasn't crystal meth. It so wasn't what, nothing. Couldn't find out. Oh, it but was guess what? <laughs> when I got my discovery, I went right to the part where the plea was at. Guess how much they was trying to they was gonna try to give me? Five years again. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, "Damn, five, five tenths and some weed." Yeah, yeah. Like, damn. So, so that whole thing was fake. It was all yeah. So that so they, that that really shouldn't even been. There should have been no charge for that. Shouldn't at have all. been the. But the, the crazy thing, I was after this dude so hard, and my um girl pointed out, it's like, I think you got saved because you know, telling what you was finna do to him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, it's just crazy how all that happened. So then when you so when you got caught then, all right. So this is the last yep. and final time. Now you got revoked. What did, how much did they give you for a re- year? Just a year really, for revocation. You're right, a revocation. Because when I went in, the judge was like, I had like 90 <laughs> days. He was like, you know what? I'm, I apologize. I was wasn't gonna give you. You've been in here for uh, I think it was 100 days. I wasn't even finna. Like I was giving you sixty days, so I, I guess I owe you some credit. He said you get to go home. I was like I'm not going home because they're trying to revocate me. Mm. So he's like, "Well, yeah, I'm sorry." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> so as soon as I leave, come back to the pod. I'm thinking, you know, the, my I think it showed that I wasn't in custody. So I'm like, that maybe I'm gonna go home. I still had some hope. <laughs> and they, later on that night, they packed me up, sent me to MSDF, and the next morning, my PO was there, like um, sign these papers. I was like, "Why? For what?" She's like, "Sign these papers because you you full of shit." And I was like, "What you mean?" She's like, "Yeah." Because um... she was talking about the trucking company. She brought oh, that up. Oh, oh, no, I didn't tell you something. I had somebody oh. making checks. Though that's how I got her off. <laughs> oh, because we can change it from cashier's because check. Because she was still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, still on you about the cashier's check. But guess check. what? I did a rookie mistake. Well, I didn't check. The girl that was doing it for me, she wasn't changing the amount of money I made. <laughs> oh, on the deduction? Yeah, because one time my PO was like, you been doing this for how long? <laughs> and it's all you grossed? I'm like, huh? Like, all right, nothing. So she brought that back when I got revocated. And I'm like, yeah. So how I know y'all wasn't selling drugs out the back door? And my guy had his company out there by Pick and Save and on Walker on Walker Wauwatosa. He stayed over in that little gated community. I'm like, how was we gonna be selling some drugs over here? And I can always tell him, like, hey man, like you got your thing set up here. I'm never here. I said, what if the PO he's like they can't come over here? Like, if you driving, supposed to be driving. They don't know if you here or not. <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's funny though when you think about the, the how everything interweaves in, right? And it's and then it finally that finally come to a point where you like you know when she said you, you know you full of it, you like no, I was being legit. I was actually like being legit for once in my you know I'm finally doing it the right way, but I had to do something to get you off me because you didn't want to listen. 
uh, to what I was saying. You know, so so when we think about it, right? So so I wanted to walk through, right? Because you 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 know, with three three different cases, like three different times of going to prison, right? That that typically that typically is a, a lengthy conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now as we kind of transition, right? So now you get out, mm-hmm. right? You get out after this last time. What was what year was that? Uh, two thousand. I want to say twelve. So two thousand twelve. No, 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 no. Two thousand ten. Okay. So yeah. So about 2010, so a little over 10 years ago, yeah. so 13 years ago, right? What made you decide, or did you decide right at that point that you were never going to go back? Because one thing I picked up is, and I don't know if Cam Beast picked this up um, with his uh, non-justice-involved non, uh, ear, <laughs> but there was never a point in any part of your story where you said you were never going back. So did you make that commitment? Like, and, and what I mean by like, in those three times that you've been arrested, like, you never really said like, no, I'm not going back, right? No, no, you are. It, and was there a point now when you got out where you said that? And if you did say it, like, what influenced you to say it? And and, and tell us a little bit about that. Okay, well, where I was in MSDF. Which um, is Milwaukee Secure Detention Facility, which is, uh, you know, we, we got to let the listeners. I'm sure it was about breaking that down. It's a minimum security. Yeah. <laughs> so MSDF is where, so you have the county jail and then you have Milwaukee Secure Detention Facility where individuals who have been, who, who have been charged or uh, possible revocation, that's where they're housed at. Okay. So while I was there, I was, I had a girl, I had a girlfriend that I was with and then my son mother stayed in Florida, but my girlfriend at the time was going through some things, so she wasn't there as much as my son mother was. So she would be like, oh, why she's not doing it? Why she ain't doing that? But she'd look out for me. Mm-hmm. So one day I got a letter from her. She, I think she had sent me some money. And in MSDF, you know, the day room is only probably like, I forgot, like probably 50 minutes or something. Yeah. And I wanted to get this letter done before the day room ended. So I'm sitting in the day room writing, and there's one guy that always come sit by me and be doing like this and talking. So <laughs> I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to get this letter done. Don't, basically, like, don't talk to me. So he was like, oh, okay, okay. So he sat back and doing this, and then he said something to me. I was like, dude, I'm trying to get this letter done, man. You distracting me, man. All right, man, my fault. Go back to writing. Next thing you know, he said some meals. And I was like, dude, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you, dog? I'm trying to get this letter done, dog. Like, you know, what the hell wrong with you? I had went off on him, but I got so mad that I just hurry up and ended the letter and wasn't paying attention to what address I was putting on the envelope. <laughs> so you put your girl's address on yes. it. Yes. <laughs> and it was to your baby mama. <laughs> right. So I called her on her birthday. It might have been a day for her birthday. She was like, hey, I got your letter. I was like, what letter? I ain't write you no letter. She's like, yeah, I got your letter. And I'm like, what, what <laughs> my, is you my talking stress, about? My stress level is high. Right <laughs> and then she said something I said in the letter, and I was like, damn, I know damn well I didn't do that. She's like, yeah, don't you ever call me ever again. Everything that I got of yours, you ain't getting it back. And hung up on me, and I was like, damn. Like, I can't believe I did that. Like I sat there, I was just like, that's like the number one thing you don't do while you locked up. You're supposed to make sure because you don't do that. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm just kind of going through it, right? 
and I'm going back to see if she really was standing on not allowing me to call. Right, right. Of course. Blocked. <laughs> Blocked. <laughs> Every time you call, she looked So she waited all that time. She waited for you to call. She knew. She knew. She was stewing on her. So knew, I'm knew si- it was I was right. so sick that I was just sitting in the room. Now, I was reading the, the books that I wrote. I was reading these books. And I'm like, damn. I wonder did these people even live this life that's writing these books? <laughs> right. So, so instead of me just reading it to be reading it, I'm critiquing it. I don't know what made me do that. So I'm like, damn, if they could do this, I could write about myself. Mm. So when she wasn't answering that phone, I didn't want to really be in a day room because I was embarrassed. I didn't want to play no dominoes, no cars, or none of that. So I just grabbed a pen and pad and just started writing. That's how I started mm-hmm. writing the books. And then, um, and then one day I just was telling my guys, like, dude, you know what? I don't even, I think at this time I probably was like 35 or something. And I said, dog, you know, I ain't, I don't even own a suit. Mm. I ain't never got dressed or none of that shit. I was like, dog, you know what? I was like, I'm finna change my image when I get out. I, I didn't know how I was gonna do it, but. I'm going to change up everything about myself. Mm. So, like I said, I continued writing the books, and then I ended up reading this book by uh, the dude who made FUBU, Damon John, called Mm -hmm. The Brand Within. Mm -hmm. So, when I read it, I'm thinking, like, he finna talk about FUBU. He wasn't talking about that. He was talking about the brand being you. Like, whatever you do, that's your brand. And I was like, Mm. damn. So, if the stuff that I was doing... Oh, I said, damn! So that, so that I was your brand. Yeah. You were a drug dealer, right? So that was, your, that was your grandfather. Yeah, <laughs> that's, so like, that's what he remember you from. Yeah, so I'm like, I got to change this shit. So in my head, I just and I got my celly. The, the cellmate did the same. Cause he was younger than me, so we used to be able to hold these conversations, and he'll start getting books in about like like entrepreneur books and all that. So we kind of was feeding off each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dog, I'm fin- I'm not going back out there on none of that. I'm done. Ain't no, because I said the next time it might be over with for me. Mm-hmm. You know, ain't gonna be no more chances. Then if I catch a fed case, they're gonna look at all that stuff that I did already, mm-hmm. and my point system gonna be crazy. So I'm like, I'm done. So, so actually, you you weren't even released yet before you decided. Yeah. So you were you were still in 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 MSDF serving out you know your revocation. And that's when you made your decision yeah. that I'm, I'm not going to go back. <clears throat> and it sounds like, you know, not only did you make that decision, but for once in in your story, that fear wasn't there of how I was going to do something. Right? Like you said, like, I ain't never wore a suit. I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But a lot of people have that fear of, I don't know how to do it, so it's uncomfortable and I'm going back to what I know. Right. But it sounds like for you, that was finally your tipping point to say, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make it happen. I don't know if that was the the, the intentional yeah, thought in there. It was. Um, but that's what it sounds like, like that you finally, that that was the tipping point for you. So you authored five books, you said? Yeah. Really, I'm going to tell you, when I was writing on regular paper, I thought that was it was one book. The frenemies. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I wrote it as one book, but it was on that the paper so big that I didn't know when I was putting it on the computer that wasn't going to be the same size of the book. So <laughs> I sat for a long time transferring it. 
And then I'm like, okay, because I wasn't going to sign with nobody. So I was trying to learn everything on my own. So as far as publishing? Yeah. yeah. So when I was looking, it was like, whatever size book you're going to use, that's what you need to use on uh, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So I was writing it on notebook size paper. And then I said, well, I'm going to do a five by eight. So when I put about five by eight and I looked, I said, damn. This is almost 800 pages. <laughs> but when I wrote it regularly, it was 200 on the paper. So right. I thought I had one book. So I was like, damn, I don't know what the hell I'm finna do. I done fucked up, right? <laughs> and I'm on Facebook, I started befriending like a lot of authors so I could pick them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this so, is once you got out. Once yeah. Because you, 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 you were writing, then you finally got released, and then, okay. So you didn't, you finished writing the book in. In prison, yeah, I wrote in, two. But you didn't really get no publishing or anything until after you got out. Right. Okay. Yeah, so the, like I said, the second book, I was, the first book I tried, I was like, well, I don't know if I could say everything, and I don't want nobody to get mad at me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was, you Tweaking know, skating you, yeah. around a little bit, mm-hmm. and then my second one, I was just kind of mad about the situation. <laughs> so I was kind of- Taking digs. If- <laughs> I was, I wrote it, but I also was getting my payback. For the situation. Uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so after you had finished your books and kind of got on the, the straight and narrow and stuff, and I know that you, uh, it takes a lot to write. So you, yeah. You just, you just I should be up to three in the morning. Like I'll go kick it and then go back home. And, but the thing with writing, you like say right now, I couldn't just do it. Just like a person rapping, like you gotta feel it, right? You know what I'm saying? Because when I wrote everything out, like I said, I was like, okay, let me get on here. I wrote, I was transferring, and I throw some on Facebook, and then they like, oh, that's that's tight. And I always tell myself, you could do better than that. Mm-hmm. Like that ain't good enough. So I tear it all apart and redo it. I'm like, no, when you read this, I want you to feel like you was there. Right. So that's what I was on. So it took me a long time to you did, you real to descriptive. Do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at that point, you you in your zone. At uh, what point did you say, I need to be able to use this suit and like just go out and, and, and do legit shit because you got to get rid of this this felony? When did you decide that? All right, well, I, I'm, I'm, my best friend, Johnny Jones, like me and him always, like say, we we was we did time together. Mm, gotcha. Shout out to Johnny, man. You know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people, me and Johnny did time together too in 96 in when I was in uh, Portage. We were across okay. the cell from each other. That's when we first met each that other. Sound like a, that sound like a fictional name too. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Johnny, Johnny L. Jones. Johnny you know, Jones. you got to make sure you say the whole, you know, when I when I see him, I say his whole name. But uh, definitely somebody I've known for almost 30 years as well, right? Who's Who's been around doing doing great things in the community as right, well. Right, right, now. right, right. So the second time, I t- before I, Got that revocation, like when Johnny would see me, like he told me, like I'm not going back to jail. Yeah, Johnny was serious, man. He said that. I saw Johnny when I got out, man. Johnny was like, man, he was a cement mason. He was like, man, I started right. cement mason. I was yep. like, because I was doing construction, I was like, cement mason, bro, I ain't messing. But he was doing. He's always been an entrepreneur at heart, trying to do his own thing. So yeah, and and he and and, and he didn't go back. Right. He, he said he was like, I'm never going back. And it's the same thing I've always said is I'm yep. never going back. But see, he wouldn't always mess with me because he knew what I was on. Like we'll see each other at first when we was out. Mm-hmm. So that that period of my life, we wouldn't really around each other like that. But this time, he he must have came and got me once, and uh, we riding around, and he doing um, these inspections called a BPO. So he's like, man, you know, he just talking to me, and um, he's like, man, you know, if 
He said, "No, nah, what, what did he tell me? He said, you supposed, he said you, you supposed to help your peoples, but not to the point to where it hurts you. Mm. And I'm like, where is he going with this? And he's like, man, you know, he's like, just picture like, if I was a, a brick, the person that had all the key, kilos of dope, and I didn't help nobody out, I'd be a bogus motherfucker, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, uh, I'm in real estate. I've been doing this for 10 years. So how would I look not showing my guy how to do this? And I'm still like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, <laughs> That's Johnny. You probably yeah. confused. Like, Johnny, yeah, I'm like, Johnny I going on a tangent. <laughs> right. So he's like, man. So he's like, man, go get your license. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to get my license? He's like, man, he's like, dude, because all this, the stuff I went through, you're not going to have to go through. It's going to be easier for mm. you. Mm. So I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. <laughs> so he comes constantly coming to get me to do these while he's doing his inspections. And then one day he was like, you think you could do this? I'm like, yeah, I could do it. And he was like, uh, you sure? I'm like, yeah. So he's like, I'm going to give you some some houses to do tomorrow. So he gave me like a little list. And he called me. He's like, how many you got done? I think it was like 10 of them. And I got out there like around 8 o'clock and around 12. He's like, how much you got left? I said, like three. He's like, you got three houses. I was like, yeah. And he's like, man, take some more of these that I got. <laughs> so boom we constantly doing this now so now I'm doing this with him all the time and he's like alright I'm going to give you the, the information to log in and upload these pictures too so now I'm really getting the feel for it and he paid me with the cashier checks too <laughs> so I give it to my PO it's like here we go again nigga. <laughs> was it the same PO? yep <laughs> she's like you can't like, why is he paying you like this? I'm like, he legit though. You can look him up. Like, can you tell him that you you can't get these type of checks? So I still keep working, showing them to her. Then one day she was like, "You got to go get a job." Like this, mm. I, I can't. He can't pay you like this. And I'm like, all right. So I go to the uh, UMOS, and Johnny called me like, "Dog, where you at?" I'm like, shit, I'm at this Tim service. He's like, what the fuck you doing in there? He's like, dog, get the fuck out of there right now. He's like, dude, I'm finna take you to Shore West. You finna go get your real estate license. He, so he was basically paying you cashier's check. Yeah. Cause you really weren't. So you were kind of like a contractor for him. Yeah. Right. The work he was doing. I mean, that's all he had to do was actually put, I mean, you were working. You were yeah, you, working. exactly. Yeah. Right. But but basically as a contractor for him, you didn't have a license. So you were kind of right. just helping him. Cause you yeah. had to, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You were doing the work for him. So. So that was his way of paying because he's getting paid, mm-hmm. but he can't pay you like that because, right. yeah, okay, okay. Yep. So he came and got me, took me to Shore West and signed <laughs> me up. And then he messed around and was like, yeah, my guy just took uh, signed up for real estate class. He finna get his license and da 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 So I'm like, all right. And then like halfway through, he made a post like I'm finna pass the test, right? So he get like 400 comments and likes and all that. I'm like, damn, I ain't even took it yet. <laughs> like, you put pressure on me, dude. Like, so but in, in between that, he taking me around the crowd of people he be around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody like, who is dude? Who is dude? So that's how I got to really changing it up. Everything. Hey, that's got to be the next title of your book, Who is Dude? <laughs> we ain't never seen you before. I'm like, no, nah, I was doing kicking in a different crowd. So, <laughs> so yeah, like Leland, them they was like, mm-hmm. when they made me like, hey, bring him back. 
Can you, can you part of our crew? So everybody was meeting me like, yeah, bring him. Keep bringing him. Bring him to the next party. That's so I just up. kept on. And that's when Johnny was like, damn, dude. Like, you know what? He said, he's like, dude, you didn't clean your image up. Mm. And I said, that's what I was trying to do. He's like, you did a fucking good job of doing that, man, because nobody really knew nothing about none of that until I wrote wrote my book. Mm-hmm. And when they was reading, they was like, hold up. Like, how the hell you know all this stuff? Mm-hmm. You a little bit too descriptive. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think that's the thing, too. And, and that's, I love that. I love that part of, I mean, you have you have a tremendous story, right, of, as I said, not deciding at no point to say I'm never going back. And then you come across someone who has made that declaration in their life. And and the story that he was, and what he was sharing with you is 100% true, which is, like, if I know the secret, if I know how to crack the code, and I don't share it with you, like, I'm out of order, right? It, it, you my best, you one of my good friends, you know, I'm not sharing it with you, I'm out of order for that. That's, that's your role. And I always liken it back to uh, one of my mentors, Leah Collins-Warcheck, when I was with... Um, when I was at the state state of Wisconsin, I was working in voc rehab mm-hmm. and I promoted and, and went to work for the Bureau of Apprenticeship Standards. And that was her her message to me, right? She's like my big sister. Mm-hmm. She said, the only thing that I task you with is every time you take a step up, you take one of us with you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that is where, right? So so now we're starting to see this delineation. It, this is a perfect opportunity too. So this story has flowed perfectly too the delineation of you had tons of social capital in the drug game, right? You knew where to go. You knew who to went to when somebody gave you something fake or what you thought was fake. You knew who to take it to, to look at like you, you had all this, but you had none, zero social capital in the world of like not of being legit. Right. And it was that moment where you decided in while you were in prison, reading the book by Damon John about the brand within that you decided to change your brand and without you even knowing that you changing your brand automatically changed who you were going to be around for your social capital, right? So it started to put you in a path because I, I could be honest, if you if you hadn't read that book or if you hadn't started to think like that, whatever Johnny said wouldn't have mattered. Right. Because nine times out of 10, Johnny wouldn't even been fooling with you. Right. Because Johnny saw something in you and, and maybe saw that moment of like, Man, he really is trying, so let me help out. It's actually sound like the Stephen Covey too. The whole yep. cir- the circle of concern is changing changing your whole circle, your social circle to actually be people who are I mean, your circle of influence, my bad. Right. Uh, and the people who are influential and changing your mindset as well. And and that's huge, right? When we get out of prison, we we don't change our circles. Right. The majority of people who go back to prison get out and go exactly yep. or go back to the exact same people circles that they were in and even if they get out where like twice you talked about you got out and although you didn't declare you weren't going back to prison you started to operate like oh i want to be legit but because you never changed your circle you were still around those people it never matriculated into you seeing something different or seeing somebody who says jock come here man let me let me let me holler at you let me show you this so who pulled you to the side like hey you can get this shit wiped off. You can get a pardon. Who, who was that oh. person? Okay. Perfect segue. Yeah, because that <laughs> it is. And that's, and that's a perfect because now this delineation is there. Because your eyes are open to that now. Yeah, Before now. Before probably now, wasn't even yeah, open to it. Exactly. Well, when I went and took that uh, real estate license. 
which congratulations on that. They, you know, that's that's a, that's a hell of an accomplishment, man. Yeah. I, you know, I think a lot of times we downplay, but that's a huge accomplishment um, to go through that process because it's not an easy process. Oh we no, felon either. No, that's and, all for getting ready to. Tell yeah, you. it's it's not an easy process, <laughs> and to be able to to complete that right and and to complete it with no formal training, so to speak, outside of the training class, like that's a huge accomplishment. So congratulations. Thank you. So okay, I passed the test. No, okay, yeah, prior to that. Now, before I even passed the test, I passed the class, right? And then they had a, a option to do an eight-hour training, extra training course, and then you get like a sample test. So I'm like, damn, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. And then I scheduled my, I passed the test, let me finish the class on a Friday. I did the eight-hour course, refresher course on Saturday, and I had my test scheduled for Monday. So when we got done with the class, I went home. And it was around this time of the year, too. Took the test. I did horrible. <laughs> and I was like, damn. That's before the post? Before Johnny's post? Oh, no, it was after that. Okay. So <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm sitting at Starbucks, right? And I'm sitting there going through it. And I see uh, Kwa. He's like, what you doing? I'm like, man, dude, I don't think I'm going to pass this real estate class, man. I mean, test. I got it Monday. And he's like, you got this, can You got it. I was like, dude, I just did bad on these questions. <laughs> and he's like, man, I'm like, Quiet, always the optimist, yeah. right? He always, he always got, got our brother's got back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always got our brother. Always got our back, man. Shout out to Quiet. Yeah. Then Chris Trotter. I see him come through. I said, Chris. I was like, hey, what's, what's all on the test? He's like, I, ain't, I can't even remember, man. I was like, dude, I said, because I ain't do too good on this when I tried to do it. He's like, I use you straight. You're going to pass? I was like, how you, how everybody keep saying this? <laughs> so I tried to call Madison and, and reschedule. I'm like, I don't think I'm ready for Monday. And they're like, well, if you don't show up Monday, you forfeit your money. Oh. I was like, damn. I was like, all right, well, I'm hanging out with my family. And I was like, man, they drinking, smoking, and all that. I was like, I got to go home, man. I thought I'd go study. And my auntie was like, study? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> the hell was, that sound crazy? <laughs> hey, our, our circles, unfortunately, <laughs> our circles be our family, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it ain't just friends. It's family, too, you know. <laughs> no, study what? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I go home, do my studying. I did, the, And then I did the test the next day. I did better. Did some more studying. I'm like, all right, I think I got this. Got woke up, drunk me some Red Bulls, <laughs> and then I went in. And uh, when you pass the test, they hand you your uh, applications in the Madison. So when I came in there, it was a girl in my class. She just came out and they handed her her application. I was like, damn, she passed. <laughs> it's like shit. So when I go in there and start taking the test, I start seeing some stuff I didn't know. And I'm like, damn. Okay, skip it. Skip it. Skip it. And then I went through. And then when I got done, I was like, all right, let me go back and look at these questions. And then I just guessed. <laughs> when I came out, I was sitting there. He passed me the application. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, damn, I passed on the first try. So you think it was? You think it was? You didn't know the stuff, or you just didn't remember it? I didn't remember it. It was just so some it was like recall, stuff. basically, probably recall happening. Yeah. At it, you know, in in your mind, your brain. I was just too like man, like trying to remember yeah, everything. But they say yeah. you anyway when you go into the class, all that stuff in the book ain't gonna be what you do in reality. No way, right? Right. It's yeah. never that way. So I passed that. 
sent the application in, and right before my birthday, I get the letter. So, pop the letter open. You've been denied due to your record. And oh. this, 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 this. I'm like, damn. Like, really? I just did all this for nothing? Oh, damn. It's like, damn. So, I called Johnny, and he's like, I, I can't believe they did that to you. Like, I didn't think they was going to do you like that. He's like, well, don't worry about it. They're going to call my, I'm going to have you talk to my lawyer. So he ended up going to see his lawyer and he was like, hey, he's like, I don't get this. You trying to change your life and they mm. stopping you like this? He was kind of mad. They, what they expect for you? How do you expect y'all to change? It's true. So he did his paperwork and in between there, I'm with my guy at a barbershop. So he was like, man, would you come on down with me? So I was down there with him with that. And, um, you don't start cutting hair and everything down yeah, there. Yeah, because okay. I always, to be honest with you, that was like my first hustle. Because uh, when I was young, my guy used to cut my hair. And then when he moved, I, I liked it. Because I was always telling my mom I was going to the shop. And I keep the extra money. <laughs> when he moved, I'm like, damn, that's over with. <laughs> so I went to the home all Clippers. his life. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? He's been a hustler all his life. <laughs> so I would have got some clippers and just learned how to cut hair. So that was always my hustle. Mm-hmm. So I, I was over there doing that with him. And then one day I go home and get a letter. You've been, they like, they, they apologized. Wow. Yeah, really? Like, yeah, we're, we're sorry. We weren't supposed to do that. And wow. But the only thing, they were like, we're going to give you a limited license. So that meant that every 90 days I had to. Send a report in, like somebody had to monitor me. So mm. Somebody, to that's office. still crazy. I yeah. mean, that, that's still crazy to think about. Just because you were you on supervision at this time at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe so so I could see because you're on supervision. Yeah. I could see him saying, but like that initial denying you, like that's just flat out bogus. And and, and you know, shout out to them for 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 apologizing because sometimes they don't apologize. Right. And. You know that apology. That apology means a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because that lack of apology could have sent you back down the path. Like, man, forget it. I'm, I'm back right. in the game. You know, I'm back in the game. I done failed. I'm back in the game, right? So, you know, I, I think that's that's interesting that they apologize. But I, I yeah, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, I had to go through that limited license, and I walked that. And then from there, Johnny was like, "All right, now we finna see what you what you made of." So yeah, ended up showing me this list of companies to sign up for to do the BPOs, which is a broker of price opinion. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an inspection, but it's just a cheaper version. And I just went to signing up for companies, and and he was accepting me. So I started getting work, and I'm like, damn, okay, I don't know what to do. And now these pay? Do these pay pretty good? Each yeah. one? Well, really, it's it's up to you how much money. You oh, really? Make. Oh, yeah. so you okay? Yeah, you can sign up for thirty companies. You feel you can handle that type of work? Yeah, and so you give them your price. You tell them no, no, no. They uh, usually it's a set fee for what okay. they want. Well, each company is really different because some will ask you like, "How much would you charge to do this?" Yeah, so I'm going through that, and um, one time a company was like, oh, "We start. We're going to do an audit, and you need to do a background check." And I'm like, "Damn, for what? Like, why you can't look <laughs> look me up?" And cause I had to pay for the background check. <laughs> So I'm like, damn, man. So I kept working, ignoring them. And they were like, hey, if you don't do it, we're going to be off our system. So I'm like, damn. So I got to pay for a background check that you can go look up and see my thing mm. on CCAP. Mm-hmm. I go do that. They fire me. And 
I'm like, damn, what the fuck? So, so after you paid yeah. to get the to background check done, they fired you. Yep. <laughs> and somebody's like, no, that's bogus. You can go to the e- e- EOCC and um, talk to them. But then when I went to talk to them, they was like, by you being a realtor, you're not actually on the payroll with that company. Oh, you almost like a 1099 yeah, employee yeah. or something, a contracting employee. So like they can do that. They can do that if they want to. Yeah, yeah so, that's messed up. So I started, like I had signed up for like 20 companies. And every now and then, they would be like, oh, you do a background check. And I'd be like, damn, for what? So I was just, I'd get fired, then I'd find another company. <laughs> did you ever get paid from any of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like that first company that did that, they actually sent me an extra check. I heard up and spent it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's messed up, right? Because now... Now you're at that moment in your life where you have changed. Like you really are doing the things that you need to do. This isn't even, you're not at that, you're not just one foot outside the tipping point where you could go back into the game. You're now miles away from that tipping point and you're still having to deal. Like you've changed your circle, right? You've changed the things that you're doing. You're putting yourself in a a position to really advance your life, but you're still continuing to face Right. You know this foolishness from from folks who are judging you. So how did you? So how did that move in? Because you were still on supervision at that point. Right. So we all know here in the state of Wisconsin, you have to be off supervision for oh, five years right. before so, you can apply for a pardon. So here's the thing: like when I was calling these companies and saying, I'll be like, if it was a problem with me being a realtor, Wisconsin wouldn't had even gave me my license. Correct. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, oh, it wasn't us. It was this company called Sterling that do the background check. It was. You got to call them. So I called them. Like, why would y'all? I had my license for like a couple of years. Why would you say anything to right. make me not be able to keep it? Oh, it wasn't us. It was the, the BPO company. Are they pointing fingers? Yeah. So I'm like, come on, man. Like, I don't buy something. They's like, well, won't you just go get it expunged? And I'm like, it's not that easy. Right. Right. Like, you act like I could just go walk in there today and do it. And at that point, it was a couple of people telling me, well, won't you go do it? So I'm like, I don't think it's that easy. And that was expunge or a pardon? Well, pardon. A pardon. They, they okay. know the right. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. yeah. right, 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 right. So I'm like, damn. I think when I when Scott Walker was in, he mm-hmm. had it so crazy. To yeah, there were, there were no pardons happening. The pardon advisory board didn't exist. The, it mo- was, the it most was consistent part of pardon me is the Scott Walker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah, Scott yeah. Walker I era. I telling people, like, it ain't, I'm like, it ain't that easy. Like, you act like I could just just up and just do it. So it was just doing expungements. No, so, well, expungement is different than a pardon. A right. pardon, you have to go through the pardon advisory board. Expungement, you go back in front of a judge. Oh. So it's it's different levels, and expungements, there. And, and I'm no expert on this, but expungements are only up to a certain age, I believe Yeah, it is. okay, that's what I was reading. Yeah, so I read a pardon that. is much different, right? A pardon okay. is, typically you have a felony, um, you serve prison time, or you, you've, you receive some type of prison time, or uh, supervision, probation. And you're now five years after you're off of the So that's what I read then, expungement stuff. Because people kept saying that. And I'm like, I don't qualify for this. And I'm yeah. telling people, like, well, how you know you can't? I'm like, I don't qualify. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Another another <laughs> issue within our community. You yeah. know, that, that's really tough is we don't we don't typically know the right things. And we're sending people down the wrong path. So one day, a guy that I was locked up with, he was like, oh, shout out to uh, uh, Governor Evers. I'm like, how the fuck did you get a pardon? 
I know. So at this point, you didn't really know. You knew yeah. that's what it was, but you like, you Whoa, still didn't know. Yeah, yet. I'm like, dude, I know what you did. Like, yeah. You had a violent. Yeah. Like, so I inboxed, like, dude, how did you do that? They, man, I just filled out the application and this, this, this. I'm like, okay. And then I seen somebody else get James Harris get it. Okay. Yeah. I was like, damn. And then somebody else was like, yeah, I'm finna put in for this part. So I was like, what do I need to do? And my guy was like, man, here go the website, this, 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 this. So I went on the website, looked at it, and then downloaded the application. I read everything. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And then, like I said, I called. Um, I knew somebody at the courthouse. So I went to find out what I needed from down there. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be no runaround. Mm-hmm. And they showed me what to do. And I sat back and... You know, when people was out partying, I was in the house taking care of business. Mm-hmm. So, so when you when you were all right, this when you were filling out your pardon paperwork, like so, I got a couple questions. Um, the first one is, did you find it challenging to fill out the paperwork? Yeah, because I had all those cases. So for each, that's, that's what I was yeah. wondering because you got to put everything in there, right? So I'm like, damn. damn. Yep, you got to you I have to put everything you've been convicted of in there. So that that makes it tough. That's why I was wondering. The second part was, um, did what was your reason for seeking a pardon? Because of that, that the incidents with those companies. Because it got to a point, I just was ignored. When they were like, "We're doing an audit," I'm like, "Man, why? Well, I'm not paying for no damn background check to get fired." <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's what I figure. I, I yeah. wanted. It, I wanted if if you use that because you know when I have conversation with people, that's a big part of the conversation about wanting to pardon. You know, you have people giving these these arbitrary answers, and it's like, man, there's so many things of why you actually want to pardon, but a lot of times people don't think about it like that. They don't look at it from that perspective. Um, and then the third question uh, for me, and I didn't. I don't know if Can has any, but it, like, did you have people write letters of support for you? Woo. No, nah, I did. That was the last thing that I thought about because I was like, I don't know who even told me that. So I think I might have made a post on Facebook. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need some letters. And a lot of people that I was supporting over the years, I'm like, oh, I got you, I got you, I got you. So I get done with the application. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> where's the letters? <laughs> now people going quiet. So I'm like, damn, you mean to tell me I done promoted, I done did all type of bought outfits and suits and all this and that. And I'll just ask for a letter. I'm like, damn. So it kind of messed me up a little bit. I'm like, you see who in your corner for yeah, that like, damn, this is crazy. Who is the most significant uh recommendation you got when you did get one? Well, my my friend Johnny. Okay. Cause um shit, he knew him. He knew ever. He's like, Ashley, I'm gonna keep it real. Like, he, he, he like, know ever. Yeah. <laughs> Evers, my bad. When I was getting the letter, I kind of got so irritated that out of all the people I knew, I ended up with like five letters. And I kind of got tired of reminding people. I'm like, if I asked you once, right, you should right, know that I right, need this. Right. So I got the couple letters I had, and I, I think I put it on Facebook. Yeah, I'm finna drop this off. And Johnny didn't have a letter ring because he was busy. He was too busy. So when he seen my post, he's like, dude, you put that in the mailbox without getting, me getting the letter in? I thought I asked you. He's like, man, but dang. He's like, dude, you should have still asked me. I, I was busy. And I'm like, dude, I don't like really right. asking a whole bunch yeah. of times like that. That's just how I am. So he's like, dude, 
my mama would turn over in her grave. She knew that I didn't put no letter in for you. He's like, dude, we got to go get that out the mailbox. Like, what post office you went to? <laughs> I'm like, dude, that was like an hour ago. Like, <laughs> and we went. I'm like, this he really serious? And they went in there. And and they, got it it, they got it. They got it. That's what's up. And then That's we sat up. there, and he was like, "Man, my mama would kill me. Man, she wouldn't. Hell no, you you, you tripping? That's what's up." So he writing it and explaining to like he was like, "I'm gonna read it over." And as he reading, he's like, "You know why I said this?" And he would tell me like, "Yeah, I helped him with his campaign and this, 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 this." And he's like, "Why you didn't ask this person? Why you didn't ask that person?" So he told me to ask Bria, Bria Grant. Mm-hmm. I said, "Damn, I wonder would she even do it." Like, come on, Jock, man. Everybody will write you a letter. I'm like, but I don't like that's what my thing. I never like asking nobody for nothing because I was always so used to taking care of things on my own. Well, and you already asked some people already yeah. and they didn't respond. So yeah, that yeah, makes so it tough. She ended up putting the letter in and then Mia. And I think that did something because she'd been on the police force all mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. What? So she <laughs> Yeah. Wait, hold on. Mia did something nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, shout out to Shamia, man. I'm just bullshit. I know she's a sweetheart in real yeah. life. She be acting hard, but she's a sweetheart. Yeah, she came through. So those three, I think, did it. So in, in a part, I think I had like seven letters. That I mean, yeah. but that's sufficient, right? We've yeah. seen people. We've had conversations in, in here on the podcast. And there are people not that have come in here, but they're you know that that have been on the on the show, but they've talked about individuals who don't put any letters in, right? I sat through and I listened to people, and I was like, "How do you not put a letter in if somebody talk about your you know who you are as a person?" So that's why I always ask that, like you know, did you have some letters submitted? Um, and it sounded like you had some you know some definitely folks. Who really could speak to you, right? Once again, this is all that change in the circle, right? Yep. You you don't even think about reaching out, right? Like you know, I I, I asked uh, uh, Cassandra Libel, right? She was she was a captain on the police force. Like I never even thought about asking, but I asked. She was like, heck yeah, I write one, yep. right? So it's like these people who know you, circle of influence, yeah, the circle of influence, like the people that you're around, they know who you are. Just imagine if you was in the lifestyle you were before asking oh, for life, <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Hey Junebug, <laughs> write, write me a letter, dog. Trey, Trey, good man, write me a letter. I got you, I got you, fam. Well, you write and I sign it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, we've been exactly. down four flats like you know what I'm saying? Right, you know, but it, but it's interesting because that's you know as you're going through this, I think you're starting to see the lessons, like you're seeing all that stuff like come to fruition from a lifestyle where you know none of that existed. But you, you know, you and know what? to have to have like. I think that's one of the the highest, in my opinion, this is just Joshua Johnson's opinion, the highest level of respect is when you have police officers who show respect for you. I did, one of the things I did uh, after I got my partners, I did 27 toasts because it took me 27 years to get a pardon, right? And I put each toast on Facebook, right, or in social media. And one of the toasts I had was with police officers, mm-hmm. was with Shamia, with uh, Cassandra, with my boy Rod, uh, Rod Johnson, uh, with Thad, with Mike Washington, who was sitting in the room, you know, the day I was doing my pardon hearing, he was in the room, right? And, and a few other police officers, to me, mm-hmm. that, and I, and I said that in my post, right? I said, when they sign up to be police officers, they don't sign up to send people to prison. Right. They sign up to change the community. <laughs> not, and, our, not our circle. 
Not our circle. Our, right, cir- right. our, cir- our circle of police officers are, are, are like us. Correct. In uniform. Correct. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And they, they want to change, right? They want to be a part of the change. So when you get them to to solidify and say, this person has changed, like they have the best judge of character, obviously, of living and being around crime their whole career. Right? Exactly. So, you know, shout out to them, definitely. Shout out to police officers, you know, that, that support and see that change. So- um, sorry, I didn't mean to derail. You know, it was interesting to hear Shamia doing something nice to me. You know, <laughs> my bad. Uh, <laughs> she know me have a hard time. But so, so now you're at this point, right? You mm. apply for the pardon. It's like 13, 14 months, right? It, it, it takes a minute, right? So as you're sitting there, <sighs> sit, you, you 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 probably get nervous at this point. Like I was. It <laughs> was something. It was something that I had, I had like some things, some, some more roadblocks. And I remember one day, like, damn, why the hell I'm trying to do all this positive stuff? I keep getting hit with roadblocks. Like, I don't get it. Like, I, cause I would never talk to nobody else about it. Mm. And I, you know, they just thought that everything was smooth for me. And I was just like, damn, I just, this is crazy, man. So I think a memory showed up is when I mailed it off. Okay. And I looked, I said, damn, I wonder what's going on with it. Which would have been a year at that point. That's crazy. That's how long it was. Your memory on Facebook came up. It came up. (laughs) Ding. Oh, I sent this off a year ago. ago. I said, is it a way I can go online and see what's going on? And I did that knowing it wasn't. There's nothing yet. That's one thing I learned on this podcast is that's not a process. It's not. You're just waiting. So then I went into the email and looked at it. (laughs) Looking for a gov party. Yeah, just just looking. No, no, no. I was just looking at it like, okay, okay, this was the day. Just looking at the same email. <laughs> it's somewhere on here they say you can look, knowing that it wasn't nowhere. <laughs> right, right, right. So, man, I kind of was in like a little funk. So, I was like, fuck, I'm finna go to the gym. And I get outside, go to the car, email come through. I'm like, oh, whatever. Then, next thing you know, I look, I said, what the fuck? This is from the damn party people. <laughs> so, I'm reading it, and I said, hold the fuck up, like... I think this say I got a pardon, but I don't think so. <laughs> so I screenshot it. I think I sent it to, to Mia and my homegirl Tasha, because she wrote a letter too. And she was like, You good. You good, man. You strapped like how? I ain't going on hearing. Oh, so you they just gave you Yeah, it's like, dang, you ain't had to go on one. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow, that's you the first one. I was about to say, because I, I we missing this part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you the first one that's been on the show. And I've heard about where they could just read your stuff and just give you one. Yeah. Um, but you're the first person to be on the show. Episode five, we finally had somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy because You've been burnt so often throughout right. your life that right. you got what you wanted and didn't believe it. Yeah, I didn't believe it. I ain't gonna even lie. I swear to God, I just went to the gym, still was carrying on like I said, whatever. <laughs> I don't think this happened. And then I sent it to Johnny, I think. They like, oh damn. You straight and I'm, but then I'm gonna tell you the people that was closest to me didn't have that reaction. Mm. It just was like, oh. Word. Mm. That's oh. crazy. Yeah, so I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that's So I uh, kind of was feeling some type of way, and then I sent it to James Harris. He's like, so what all um, felonies you got to pardon? I said, well, shit, I don't know. And he's like, well, when you get that sheet, you'll know. 
I said, what's she? He's like, you're going to get the proclamation. The proclamation. Fully and unconditionally. So I was like, <laughs> I still got to wait on some mail. So that's when I was like, I ain't finna get too happy until I get that. Because I don't know I, what I was, all... I'm in the same boat. I was in that same boat. Because it's surreal, right? So, I had a hearing. And then you you wait. You wait. It took 60 days, right? That's even worse. Yeah, that, that is worse. Because yeah. now I'm like, man. I, and I had a violent case, a violent crime. So... I didn't think I was going to get one, right? And I, I just said something about that in a post. Like, I, that waiting, like, I didn't think I was going to get it. So then you get the email, right? So you get an email, the same email you got that says you received a pardon and your proclamation will be in the mail. Like, it still doesn't seem real right. until that proclamation comes yep. with either signature that's like, yep. all right, let me, oh, they ain't wipe off. They, you know, this ain't <laughs> fake paper. So what year was this that you actually- This was, shit, in November. Of of two thousand twenty two. Yeah, you just you just recently okay. received. I was gonna say maybe you didn't have a hearing because of COVID or something, but no, they just no. They they have provisions in there where they can review your case, mm-hmm. and if they feel like they don't need to bring you in, um, and it's uh, sometimes too, it's the the influence, right? The, the letters that are written, like they can research and look up, and and I mean it been it's been years since you have been in trouble, right? right. So almost ten years. So at that point, you know, and and it's is a drug case. Right, which is nonviolent, right? Mm-hmm. So it's they have the ability, the pardon the advisory board has the ability to decide, you know what, we don't need to have a hearing. We can just go ahead and grab this is the most recent part we've we've had. Like this, this is. Yeah. So this so is. so since it's so recent, I know you've had time to like congratulations one. Oh yeah. yeah when I got that, that proclamation, that's what I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think everybody gets to that point, yeah. right? Because that makes it real, right? So mm-hmm. when you got it, who was the first person you showed that to? Shit, my mother. But she didn't understand it. Like I said, like some of the people in my family, they, I don't know. Like they ain't like, they just wasn't like. They don't understand how big of a yeah, deal it was. Yeah, like they only, re- like when I got my CCW, that's when they was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, now it's like that. Yeah, when that- I had that paper, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now they're like, oh, you can own a gun now? Wait a yeah. minute. Yeah. But when I was around them, so I, I ended up going to something like, I made a drink at Court MVP. <laughs> I went in there sitting with that same energy I had from being around my family, right? And I'm talking to um, Youngie. And he's like, dude. And I wasn't talking about that. And he's like, man, fuck all that other stuff you're talking about. He's like, dog, you just got a pardon. I said, yeah. He's like, man, hey, we don't got, t- that's major. You ain't finna. Right. That's yeah, what right. you're talking about. Yeah. Like, dog, that's major, man. That's some, some shit. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, you like, talking about like you just got your car washed and shit. I, right? wouldn't talk, <laughs> I was talking about something else. Yeah. But I'm like, my family didn't want to talk about it. So I'm thinking everybody looking at me like, so what? Nah. So that's how I came in there. And he's like, dude, you just got a pardon. And what you talking about right now? <laughs> that's like, you true. supposed to be in here talking about this. And I'm like, oh. And he just kept going, like, it's about you right yeah, now. Yeah. So, now so now that you have it, now I know that's like a, a weight off your shoulders. Now, yeah. now, now what? Shit, what's next? Shit, I actually, to be honest with you, I'm a um. Well, I got plans on turning my books into movies. Word. Yeah, so that's my major thing right there. And um, then also, I've been getting companies that like out of nowhere from them, the BPO companies. Uh-huh. I've been getting. Them. I'm like, damn, I don't remember signing up for this company. <laughs> They need people. Yeah, they, they, I'm they like, like we sorry we fired you, but uh, we want you back. Welcome to the background <laughs> check. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got to go through none of this stuff. Like, 
Because I might, because when I first, like I said, I had a list that's probably like three pages. I was just going through, signing up, signing up, signing up, signing up. So I guess some of them companies probably, like, we need somebody in Milwaukee. Probably looking me up and like, well, he probably did the background or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead and let him in. And so when you get your movie, your movie uh, role, uh, things gonna, I can play a good role of a dude who be like, Jock, you got to get your life together. <laughs> I can play that role real good. I'm not an actor, but I can play that role. I don't remember that part of the story that he was saying, though, that that actually happened. That's, that's, the, that's the dramatization. That's the Hollywood version of the thing. You got grabbed by the arm, like, John, you got to stop. And then some music play as he walks off or as he drives off. Oh, man. But, as, you know, and, and I think that's that's a great, right? Like, like your story, the culmination of it, right? There's so many different parallels that I found in there. Um, as you've been telling the story, right? Because I only know it just from our our casual interaction, right? And seeing stuff on Facebook, but like hearing it now, right? It's 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 a story worth telling from the standpoint that you, throughout your whole life, you've experienced whatever whatever it was, whatever letdown when you were trying to do right, and even now when you're doing right and you're finally doing the things you need to do, that's still is a part of your thinking process, right? Like you said, nobody was nobody seemed to be happy for you. So you carried that energy out into the world, right? And I think if there's anything I hope that you learn from that, not that I'm trying to be a teacher, mm-hmm. but if there's anything you learn from that, I hope you realize like at the end of the day, man, the things that make us happy and the things that we do and achieve, a lot of people ain't gonna understand them. When we right. live this life, a lot of people don't understand that, man. They, yeah. they don't understand the, the, the day I went and shot a gun for the first time, the first time I pulled a trigger on a gun, right? The last time I had a gun in my hand, I was robbing people. Right. The day I went and pulled a trigger on a gun and was shooting down at a at a, at a target, right, right, with my oldest son, like no one would ever be able to understand that feeling, right? Right. The moment where, and now I never have to put on an application that I've been convicted of felony, right? Right. Like no one can understand that. And I think, you know, not to take away... And, and say, you know, your family, they may not, not that they were confused, but I think sometimes it's like, okay, what does that really mean, right? Yeah. And for us, we have to celebrate that. Because I'm, I'm that person, right? Mm-hmm. I found out when I, we were on a trip last year. Right? I got mine in July. And, like, it was so surreal to me. And I think it was so surreal because everybody around me, they understood the impact but they don't understand the impact, right? right? That now my life has changed. I think it's disappointing that the people around you were not as excited about it because we were in inboxes like, "Hey, did Josh get it yet?" You know, we right, still, we talking right. like behind ourselves, like, "Hey, I hope he get it." All. Anyway, waiting for the moment for him to, to to like say it so we can celebrate with him and shit. But I can't imagine being that you know being in a position of, "Hey, I got it." Like a word. Go, go get that chicken out the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. yeah it makes it tough, but I, you know, I, I commend you for, well, I won't even say I commend you. Whoever that brother was that you were sitting next to, man, that's, you know, whatever spirituality folks have, right? That right there was your, that was your recognition that let it be known, like, no, nah, man, this is something to be celebrated, right? Because I had said, I felt the same way, like, ah, it's good, you know, but it's like, no, I need to do something special because this is a big deal, man. To, right. to receive that, that is a culmination. And it doesn't matter, right? Because a lot of times we think, we talked about this on the show. People ask me, like, why do you want to pardon? It hasn't stopped you in your career. You've done this. Right. But, man, mm-hmm. that, that feeling once it's off your back, 
it, it, it's, it's, it's a weight off your shoulder and it's a closing of that chapter of your life. Yeah. I think you need to reach out to that one cat who was bothering you while, while you were writing that letter. Because <laughs> that was literally a turning point. It, it was. That it literally was. was a turning you know point. what? And I think about that to this day. I'm like, damn, I wouldn't have done that. I would have never wrote no books. You wouldn't have wrote no books. I wouldn't have did was, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You went back and was like, you, you said you were embarrassed to go back into the, the, the area. Room. where the, yeah. yeah. So you like just sent back and found another interest. Damn, well, that, that, and it's funny how you told the story. Dude was just constantly just. just <laughs> I was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and I always think about that like, damn. I, and I lost her. And I was like, well, damn. But look what I gained. But yeah. to this day, we actually still cool. That's what I would have thought she would have hated me after that. Right. She have moved on, but they didn't even like that. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah that is that's that's interesting, mm-hmm. Tommy. Uh, the the how you see that, right? I can play that role too. Yeah, in, in, in the movie, say, say man, <laughs> say man. Uh, <laughs> what you doing? I got this idea. That's what's up, man. There's there's so many parallels, man. It's it's it's, yeah. it's a great story, man, and it's it's a lot more in depth than I knew, right? Just from my it's crazy. Like every time we do an interview here, the stories. It's the same story, but different. Yep, different yep. pieces. Like we get, you know. At one point, I was thinking, like, man, we're gonna keep talking to people and hearing the same thing. We hear completely different things every time we talk to somebody, and uh, and some of the same uh, uh, charges, some of the charges are the same, but different paths of yep. how we get there. Yep. Yours is definitely the most unique, like for real. Yeah, because I mean, you went through you know multiple different steps of getting out. Going back, getting out, going right, back, right, right, and right. not making that decision to not go back. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so what's so what's next? Like now you got your pardon, right? You you talked about you you want to turn your books into movies at some point, but what's next, right? What's next for Jock? Like what are, what are you working on right now? Are you are you working on any books or are you thinking about you know? I saw you just post the other day that you had a list like all these uh, houses, so yeah. you're still doing that. Yeah. Like what what's next for you in that? What do you see as or what's your goal? Like, I'm gonna you tell see? you. Here's the book stuff. I actually, I mean, uh, the script. I actually started working on it, but the thing for me is, like, you saw that list, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm running around doing all that, I be burnt out. <laughs> so like, it it was some times when I was getting like probably four properties to do. I could do that with no problem. Then I'll probably go home and work on my script. So I actually ended up getting pretty far with that. But then I recently started getting busy with those properties. But I'm gonna tell you. It was crazy. Like um, when I got it, Johnny was like, "Dude, I watched you say, dude, you done did a lot of shit that a person wouldn't think you could do.' He's like, dog, I when you said you was finna write them books, he's like, I I knew you can do it, but your ass wrote five fucking books, right? Right. He's like every you done did all the shit that you said you was gonna do. He's like most people don't do that. Now he said, man, since you did all that and everything happened, he said, now think of something crazy that you. Ain't no way in hell you think you could probably do and try to do that. I think you're gonna do it. And the crazy thing about mm-hmm. it, when we get off air here, I'm gonna I'm gonna connect you with some something that just happened to me recently. That's is probably gonna be beneficial for you. This this is crazy. Just hearing this, I'm like, dude, ain't no way this dude would pass this up. <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> I know, right? Like, there's and and I think that's the thing, right? Your social influence, right? I thought about my boy Ray uh, uh, Ramon Nunez, right? He's the CEO of Baby Lion Media out in LA, right? Him and uh, him and his guy Digby. Shout out to shout out to Big Ray, man. That's that's my, like my brother, right? That, when you're talking about like that's the stuff I think about, right? And, and I think that's you know as as Can said, one of the things when you change that circle, once you get around folks, you say things and people are like, wait a minute, what about this? And you start connecting. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the real value, 
of like helping the community, helping us, helping our community, right? Because we are a community, right? right. We we are folks who've been pardoned, right? We may not be a justice involved, we may not have MA numbers anymore, but we are a community within and of ourselves that have reached that that high level of acceptance in society because we received that pardon. Man, we really appreciate you sharing this story. It's literally captivating. Like I'm watching a movie, like you telling the story. And uh, I'm glad you came on part me to share that with us. Um, we close out each show with uh, the closing in each uh, participant's um, pardon uh, written from Tony Evers. Now, therefore, I, Tony Evers, governor of the state of Wisconsin, by the authority vested in me, by Article 5, Section 6 of the Wisconsin Constitution, do fully and unconditionally pardon Jock L. Phoenix of the offenses described above and restore him all the rights and privileges which may have been forfeited by him as a result of said offense. Man, it's an honor and a privilege to talk to you about this. I'm so glad that you were so transparent about everything. And, uh, man, good luck on everything. Like I said, I'm going to holler at you after this (laughs) because I got one... It's a really strange connection, but I'm, I'm going to hit you up with it. Okay. You know, and, and I appreciate you as well, Jock. Like, you know, we, we have a lot of mutual friends together, a lot in the same circle. And, and if, if if you know, I'm proud of you. Like, congratulations. Seriously, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, to hear your story, right? If someone, if they didn't hear your story, they may not understand what mm-hmm. it took. But I know from sitting in prison with folks who when have lived that lifestyle have never left that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. More importantly, if they left selling drugs, they still stayed in a hustle mode. Right. Which means they never got legit. They still stayed hustling, doing something, no matter what it was. Right. But you've had some great people in your life who've influenced you, who've encouraged you to continue to move forward. So congratulations. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. Congratulations on your books as well. Oh, yeah. I talk about it all the time, man. If I could sit down and write a book, I'd, I'd be great. I, and I, I, I just, I don't have, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I haven't figured out how to do that yet. So congratulations on that. Appreciate and, it. And uh, thank you again for coming on the show, brother. Really, really appreciate you. So the story Jock shared today is just like one of many across the country that exhibits success after incarceration, along with perseverance and patience to seek a pardon. The Pardon Me podcast is always honored to bring these stories to inform, inspire, and motivate you with a goal of humanizing mistakes we all make in life and celebrating those second chances we receive. Thank you, as always, for joining us today. I want to thank Cam, uh, Cam Beats, as always, uh, in the Pardon Me Corner hanging out that was sponsored today uh, by Eastside and Beyond. Thank you to our producer, Poindexter, uh, for, for always keeping us in line here at the Pardon Me Podcast. And I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us and for continuing to support the Pardon Me brand. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share the Pardon Me Podcast on YouTube or on Spreaker, or you can visit us on PardonMe22.com to catch up on all episodes you may have missed. Tune in next time to hear another fantastic story about an individual receiving a gubernatorial or presidential pardon. Until then, remember... Failure is never an option. The mission of Pardon Me 
is to inform, motivate, and most importantly, humanize individuals who have made mistakes but have received gubernatorial and presidential pardons. Pardon Me is a brand for those who support second chances. 